On a very special comic book movie episode of Peppercorn's Movie Shack, crack open a Colt 45. Billy D. Williams is back to make Star Wars cool again. J.B. Smooth joins the cast of the new Spider-Man as an undisclosed role. Fingers crossed, Mysterio? Jeremy Renner nabs the lead in the new Spy- Spawn movie that's not about Spawn. What? We recommend some non-Marvel or DC comic book movies in subgenres. Will this be the Phantom's redemption moment? Paul Rudd stars in the long-awaited remake of Honey, We Shrunk Ourselves, with mixed results. It's our review of Ant-Man and Wasp. We return to the bayou in Classics Revisited, Swamp Thing, and we return to the bayou again for a moment of extreme masochism. It's the return of Swamp Thing. All this and Joe shares his recipe for vegan gumbo. Mmm, in the movie shack! Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to the Movie Shack. I am your host, Timothy Gillespie, and thank you so much for coming to our very special comic book episode where we're doing a lot of comic book movies and uh, some old ones, some new ones, doing a little Ant-Man and the Wasp, um, which I was happy to learn about was not a white Anglo-Saxon Protestant. Um, <laughs> ooh, it's gonna be a long night. Oh, oh boy! <laughs> These are the jokes, people. Come on, Jesus Christ! Uh, is this thing on? All right, with me, is, <laughs> with me as always is the always fantastic and exuberant Justin Trice. How are you tonight, Justin? I'm feeling great, Tim. How about you? I'm. Uh, We'll see. <laughs> no, I'm great. Thank you so much for asking. And next to Justin, not that it matters, it's a podcast, is our delightful, charming, full of life, Joseph Winchell. How are you, Joe? Ah, great. How you doing, buddy? I'm good. <laughs> I'm uh, I'm uh, excited to talk about Swamp Thing. Oh, it's great. And less excited to talk about the return of Swamp Thing. Oh, but come on. So much to talk about at the same time. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I do have a lot I could say. It's oh. going to be a long night, folks. Get ready. Oh, Luckily, the, this medium requires speaking, so it's good. And uh, all right, so let us meet our very special guest tonight, Sean Fitzgerald. How are you, Sean? I am doing great. Thanks for having me, guys. Woo-woo. Pleasure hey, to be buddy. here. Thanks we are very happy us. to have you. Yes. Sean is a, uh, is a friend of ours. He also does some filmmaking. Uh, any projects in does the work or anything you want to plug? Uh, nothing going on right now, uh, so no projects to plug, but hopefully getting something to go, to go again soon. So, But, uh, yeah. All right, nice. Sweet, nice. sweet. And uh, you had a chance to see our uh, main event movie, Ant-Man and the Wasp? Yes, I did. Okay. A lot to you say about did. that one. All Definitely. Right. Oh, great. Great. Um, all right. So, as is our tradition, and since it's the third episode, now it's officially a tradition, uh, we start off with five questions for our special guest. Um, these are all graded very severely. If you want to stay for the rest of the segments, you must get them correct. Oh. Question number one. <laughs> we just boot him out after that. <laughs> just get out. Get the, well, you failed. Get get your I'm sorry, that answer is incorrect. <laughs> Thank you so much. You will get the home game. What was your first movie going memory? Uh, first time going to the movies was to see E.T. Ah, so, nice. nice. No, that was an awesome experience. <laughs> well, 
But I was like five, so it was yeah, yeah. No, it makes sense. For the it was about. magical. It was wonderful. It was like yeah, we all have shoes we grow. Elliot, <laughs> I'm not saying I watch it now and think, wow, that's great, but <laughs> I love your answer. It's like I just watched it and cried, just like I did when I was young. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, all right, question number two: What comic book movie is overrated? Okay, I might get kicked out for this right now by someone in this room. Oh no! Uh, but I'm gonna go with the Dark Knight. Oh, okay, I'm all right with that. Ah, the all Dark right. Knight. And the reason it, I feel it's overrated is because my immense love for Batman Begins, which I feel is a much superior Batman film. True so. story, true story. That's okay. the only reason. I think I think it's a great film still, but I don't think it is as great as everyone makes it out to be compared to Batman Begins. I so. see where you're coming. Batman Begins, you know, covers the whole entire Gotham itself. Like, you're, you've seen that whole world be created and built. There are... I definitely have quibbles with The Dark Knight. Like, there's a few things um, uh, that I would definitely nitpick. Like, you know, the fact that they never go back to the Narrows. Exactly. Um, yeah. And that sort of... And the fact that also the city seems like a completely different city, but... It is. Um, <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, actually. But then also the city in the third one, and I won't even get me started on The Dark Knight Rises, also seems like a different city. So it's like Batman moves around, everyone's a god of Gotham. Anyway, it's crazy. <laughs> you know what? It's your opinion. You're allowed to say that. And you quieted Joe. I know. Yes, you so did. I'm, so I'm going to give you points but for you that. Know Honestly, had this but what do you want to do? Are you scream and yell at him? For those no, who don't know, Joe and Sean have had this battle for years. Yes. No, I've given up on it. It's fine. <laughs> well, like I said, still, I still think it's a it's great film. It's hard for me film. to say I really love both movies. So if, you, if it's like one or the other, it's hard to no, say. It's just, but, a, it's just a bullshit reason. Yeah. Like, you can live with that. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it'd be very different if you're like, well, I think The Dark Knight is overrated. It's certainly no Fantastic Four, The Rise of the Silver Surfer, whatever. <laughs> then we would drag you out and change. No, but it's like, what am I, you know, it is what it is. Like, the film, you know, I love that movie, even though I have qualms with it, too, though. That's another thing. Everybody yeah. everybody does look at it like, oh, it's this perfect movie to you. I'm like, it's a fucking great Batman movie. It's, yes. It's right. one of the best Batman movies made, period. But, like, you know, there's, you know, Christian Bale's performance, when you watch it a few times, you're like, eh. You know, like, it's, it's, his stuff with yeah. Bruce Wayne is great, and the Batman stuff, just not so much. A friend of ours made a really great point, actually. Doesn't change my opinion about the film at all. Uh, he actually doesn't like it too much, but he always said, like, he felt they sort of botched that sort of, uh, uh, that cat and mouse game that you get with the Batman and the Joker. I actually disagree about that. I just think it's a different tone of a film. I think he wanted. To, I think he was looking for something that this movie, quite frankly, just wasn't was. Right. And it's still. I think it's still tapped into that relationship very well. But no, it's got flaws. Dark Knight Rises is a piece of garbage. <laughs> like I, I said, let's not get started it, on that. It's really one. that's the problem. That film's. It's really good though. Like you can love Batman Begins because it's the perfect Batman origin story. It it, it covers all bases. Yeah. You mean you don't you like know? the fact that you can't understand Tom Hardy? How can you not like that? <laughs> Did you really just backtrack all that? I tried to move on from that real quick. <laughs> and we're moving on. That's what we're doing. What comic book movie is underrated? And if you say The Dark Knight Rises, it's going to be a long <laughs> night. If you oh. say Dolph Lundgren's Punisher, I'll fucking kiss you right now. I liked that. That's not going to happen. happen. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm going to go... Really kiss you right now. <laughs> fucking lips. <laughs> Whoa. I'm going to go with my favorite comic book movie of all time, Unbreakable. Amen. Which, oh, it's a good choice. Movie. I'm sorry. It I is too. It is the I mean, perfect comic book film. It doesn't have to be based no, on an actual comic no, we're not book. not splitting hairs here. This is yes. a crock of shit. No. Let me tell you why. Okay. Oh, it has to be no. based on a comic book. Says who? His, Says it's not a comic book movie. No, it is too a comic book movie. How is it a comic book movie? It's not based on a comic book. It's based on a superhero. Which one? They made David an Dunn. entire right. series is action comics. But You build a world. You created a whole world in which this character... 
like is created in. So, and I happen to really like that movie, so I'm gonna give it to Sean. I love that movie, but it's not a comic book movie. <laughs> that, that, that's it, a, it's it an homage a, to a comic book movie. I'll give you that. It's definitely a superhero movie. Everyone's gonna we hate me on social hairs. media. <laughs> oh, because usually but social yes. media is so known for love. I see. Um, your point, I'm not saying it's I like good. your choices. It's still a good choice. I'm gonna give you partial credit. No, uh, <laughs> I'm still in. <laughs> Uh, all right, and I love f- the answer, man. Number four, what comic book movie still needs a movie adaption? Adaptation. Adaptation. Ah, uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> hard night of Joe being a cunt. That's a tough <laughs> one. <laughs> <It's hard laughs> enough, but. Okay, here's what. Here, um, this I think about this recently. One character I would love to say get an adaptation. It might be a Netflix series, which could be cool, or it could be a full-on film. Moon Knight. Yes. yes. Love Warren Ellis's Moon Knight. Else's movie. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah, Warren yes. Ellis's Moon Knight. Not this bullshit they do nowadays yeah. with this dude in a suit and a domino mask. No. <laughs> I know Showtime yeah. is actually in talks right now to do an adaptation for Moon Knight, but uh, yeah, I, we'll see how that goes. Yes. Netflix world, man. <laughs> go Netflix, yeah. Shit. But yeah, Might I've always well. loved that character. I've always wanted to see it like brought to life in some way. So I would love to see I that I see happen. that. It's an interesting character. Yeah. It's weird, though, because they always... A lot of people always said like Moon Knight was like Marvel's answer. Yeah, they always Batman. say it's Marvel's nah. Batman. Well, he's kind of not at all. I'll put it that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. that's all they have in common. Personalities. I always felt the Punisher was more of Marvel's answer to Batman. Like yeah. this dude but goes just one more step further. Murdery. Black. That's all. Yeah. yeah, that's the point. Like, they were like, "We're Marvel. We'll go extreme with this." He yeah. fucking shoots people in the face. Superhero. <laughs> <laughs> yes. And finally, <laughs> who would play you in the comic book movie of your life, and what would your special ability be? Okay, not because he looks like me, but because I think he's a great actor and I love him and it'd be cool to see. Uh, Charlie Hunnam. Charlie Hunnam? Oh, yeah. Interesting. I would Giovanni Ribisi to play you in a movie. <laughs> That's an interesting choice. I love him, too. Kind of look like So Char- you're saying Charlie Hunnam? Yeah, I'm saying that. Okay. And the power I'd go with is time manipulation. Cool. Time manipulation? Yeah, reverse, fast forward. Power, man. It's pretty cool power, I think. some tendencies need for power don't you you need to stop things and do whatever you want at will That's yeah <laughs> reverse things do them over again pretty much so i honestly I thought you were gonna say dan stevens i'm not gonna lie because dan stevens oh you have said like that yes yeah. <laughs> which would be cool too like, yeah he's awesome. Charlie awesome. Hunnam, you do kind of look like charlie Hunnam. If you i don't think i look like him at all but i think it'd be look like charlie Hunnam. i think it'd be a cool choice you got so. the same like brow and like you have a nice intense stare i'm glad that you'll be seeing a lot of that tonight i know that's why i'm sitting right across from you wow Oh, man. We have a love match t-shirt. tonight. Doesn't like the Dark Knight. It's getting night. hot in here, folks. <laughs> I love the Dark Knight, but I just think that everyone puts it on this pedestal of, like, the greatest comic book film of all time. What else is up there? That's it. Everyone exactly. puts it up there. <laughs> all right. All right. Here we go. It's not BBS. For sure. Thank you, Sean. Your answers were fantastic. I'm flipping you off. Except for Charlie Hunnam, who, as people know, is my least favorite actor of all time. Oh. I am out He's not my least favorite actor of all time. I, know, yeah, I, I personally don't. Get it, whatever is him that people seem to love. I just but like the way he breathes. <laughs> maybe that might be it. I'm just like I find his breathing shallow. <laughs> but let's move on to the news. I if find you guys are ready. his breathing shallow. <laughs> uh, our first news story for tonight is Billy D. Williams returns in Star Wars Episode Nine. I for one am wondering how they're going to kill him off. But more importantly, <laughs> isn't it great to get Billy D. back? Justin, let's get your thoughts on this. And I'm not asking you first because you're black. Okay, I'm glad we got that out the way. You did well, beat the audience knows. <laughs> but as a black man, how do you make... 
You did. And will we get less screen time for John Boyega? Oh, God. I hope Ooh, we get less screen time for John Boyega. I'm not a John Boyega fan, except for <laughs> Attack the Block. But uh, the whole Billy D. Williams thing, you beat me to the punch on that. The moment that I wanted to see him come back since Episode 7. But now that they're traditionally killing off every single original cast yeah, member in the old <laughs> franchise, it's like, oh, you're bringing him back now because you don't have Carrie Fisher. You already killed off Han Solo. Well, the Carrie Fisher's not their fault, but I feel like they had a hand in it at this point. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck them. Joe sorry, will I'm never work for Disney. <laughs> We don't condone this, I but um, you know. So, how are you going to react when they like kill him with cancer in the very first scene? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, me personally, I'm probably going to be devastated and angry. I just wanted him to have a redeeming fucking moment. Like, I've always wanted him to have a true redeeming moment after way back when with uh, Empire Strikes Back. It's like, yeah, he kind of changed his mind and, and sort but, of. I mean, I feel uh, like he I had his had redemptive arc. moment in Jedi. Yeah, he yeah. did. He truly did. He, he helped he, save Han. He yeah. made up for He helped we, save Han. He we say joined. that because we're movie fans, but like anybody in my old neighborhood or just casual viewers in general, it's always like, well, what about Lando? They're like, fuck Lando. He did this. He did that. They only remember the bad things the, he did. What's, what's the line from Chasing Amy and everybody rips on him? It's just like, what about Lando? Lando. Yeah, oh, Tom, exactly. Like, Jesus Christ. I think even Robot Chicken made an episode where Billy D. Williams voices himself and he's in the store and yeah. he's like, they're like, can I have your autograph? He's like, yeah, because I was the hero. And they're like, no, because you're the fucking traitor. That's all <laughs> people right. remember. Wow. People shit on Lando nowadays. I just wanted him to have one fair. defining moment. Oh Empire's a racist movie. <laughs> oh my god. I mean, I had always assumed that about Lucas, especially after Phantom Menace, but. <laughs> oh. You know what kids love? Stefan Fetchett. Oh my god! <laughs> what if we made an alien all about him? Oh my goodness. But yeah. I apparently won't be working for Lucas anytime soon. I, I know Billy D. Williams is uh, pretty excited about it, and I see all his posts now about he has to get back in shape like Disney hired him, a personal trainer, a nutritionist, all these things. I, I just hope before they kill him off, he has one defining moment where I can go. Yeah, like, Lando. Yeah, like young Justin could just be like, yeah. Is he shirtless? He <laughs> just talked a lot about his workout. Right is that? Now. Like, <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's not shirtless. Just standing there, like taking on the Empire. <laughs> like, well, it would be badass if he was shirtless fighting Kylo Ren. He's like, let me show you how it's done, was, John Boyega. <laughs> in my in the perfect world, Billy T. Williams just fucking beats the shit out of Kylo Ren in this movie. I hate him so much. I feel like because just Donald... bare knuckle boxes him. Yeah, like that's how this movie... I would give the whole series... Tim just said it. I'd give the whole series Shirtless, a perfect... bare knuckle, <laughs> glass wrapped around like a kickboxer. Oh I, my god. I feel like because... Uh, he just punches the shit out of him. Like just... I feel like because Donald Glover has a... Uh, made Lando cool again to like casual watchers maybe the real Lando they'll they'll give some night uh give a nice treatment you think that's the only reason they brought him back in the fold because oh hands down bullshit no I'm sorry all right fine but if it is I'm pissed because how could you if you're gonna bring all these characters back how the fuck could you not bring Lando like come on they had no they had no intention of bringing him back but the moment Solo didn't do the way they wanted it to do but everyone raved about Lando that's when they were coming to him not once did they come to him for the They've been filming this movie already, haven't they? No, they haven't. I thought there was some talk about him owning the casino planet in uh, Jedi. No, I think that was Jedi. just that was just fan. Yeah, that was. Like he should have been, and I know uh, Alfred, him. who once again I forgot to introduce because I'm oh, the worst. That's right, Alfred. Oh, Alfred, I'm already, uh, <laughs> already going to put myself in here. So don't. Alfred, uh, awesome yes. sound out. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred is our is our 
production intern. I call him that because we don't pay him. <laughs> and clearly I don't show him any respect. <laughs> but he's our amazing engineer and dear friend who, uh, who worked on both, on every podcast and is never gets a proper introduction. So <laughs> well, Alfred, We introduced in the last couple ones. Uh, no, we only in the first, first, first one. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we didn't even mention him in the last podcast. No. But after that, I was like, just stay under the table and don't speak. Don't make eye contact people. with the guest. Oh, you be quiet. What's up, Alfred? Come on in this discussion right now. It's all right, now. Nate. That's why I put your voice like five octaves higher in the last episode. So. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. <laughs> Alfred had, I think, because Alfred, you had that take on Lando as being the either the casino owner or being the... Um, yeah. What's his name? Benicio del Toro role. Oh yeah, yeah sort of. In that, I don't know. I don't know if it worked as much for the del Toro, like a character like that. But it would have worked for the Casino Planet. I, I would think so too. I I don't know I why. Like it's mind boggling. These movies yeah. make no fucking sense. What are they gonna do? Go back to Sky? Do you think he's still hobbling around like Sky City? Yeah, fuck it. Amongst the Best clouds, all the yeah. beautiful just collecting are. capes and shit. Like, <laughs> you truly belong with us. I'm calling it now. Clouds. His intro scene. He's just gonna pop out of the shadows and he'll be like, yeah. "I owed a friend a debt. I heard he was dead." And it's gonna be a <laughs> reference to you know Han Solo. And it's <laughs> like, "Here we go." Oh man, I hope <laughs> Ghost Han goes and talks to him. It's just like Jimmy Schmidt. Jimmy Smith's in a uh, Rogue One where he just comes, steps out of the shadows, <laughs> yeah. and you're like, "Oh my God, it's Jimmy Smith." <laughs> Jimmy and then Smith. you're like, oh shit, that's right. He was in the original trilogy. Yeah, Smoothest council member ever. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Oh my god. He's Bail Organa. Enough of Billy D. Williams. Yeah. yeah. Well, Sean, do you feel like <laughs> you've said you. enough on Billy D. Williams? Uh, I feel like I've said nothing so far about it, but I really don't have a lot of love. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. For, I don't have a lot of love for the character, so I'm kind of like See? ambivalent about. You know that I character. You, I understand it. Lando. Wow, I thought people. I thought Lando Star was likable. I, I hugely likable. I'm not saying he wasn't likable. When I think about that character, I'm not like, oh, Star Wars is not complete unless I have that character in it. Lando you know? is I, the Winston of Star Wars. You can do that. He is the Winston of Star Wars. Winston wasn't cool until the second um, Ghostbusters. Yeah, Winston was cool. I don't know. Winston has some of the best lines in that first movie. Yeah. Easily. He's got four in a row there. He has that great scene with Dan Aykroyd. They they didn't put Winston on the poster. No, Winston came in halfway through. Winston was not a, a travesty. <laughs> well, in the movie's defense, they did need to sell it in Middle America. I know. That's all. That's all I'm saying. Ouch. But yeah, <laughs> I'm just joking. I'm yeah, next, yeah. next topic. Let's go. <laughs> let's get off this race subject. It's getting heated in here. All right. Uh, JB Smooth has been cast. Oh, uh, <laughs> you can't get away from it. Oh, JB JB Smooth has been cast as an undisclosed role in the upcoming Spider-Man: Far From Home. No, I thought Spider-Man was dead. Yeah, right. Spoilers. <laughs> He's a pile of dust. I'm sorry. Should I have said spoilers at the beginning of this episode? Spoilers for everything that's ever been made. Yeah, if you guys don't know by now, like what Tim's saying is that any child who cried in the theater, your tears were for nothing. Yes, because they care about your money. You kill all the fucking off. morons. <laughs> they killed everybody, and everybody oh. cried. It's meaningless. It Listen, was a meaningless death. In the back of my <laughs> mind, I knew that it. You know, it's not permanent, but it still hurts to see it, Joe. That kid. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, it was great. I liked that movie. Anyway, moving a- on. Anyway, our- anyway. So JB Smooth, uh, comedian, actor, um, is going to be in Spider-Man: Far From Home. Any? I think he's going to be JJ. On- JJ Jonah Jameson. I stuttered a shit ton of that. But JB Jameson. Is that JB Jameson. JB Smooth Jameson. <laughs> Uh, I support that. 100%. I think. Come on, look at you shaking your fucking head in front of me. Why don't you chime in, Mister? I, I can't see you shake your head. I, I do not support that choice. Why? I think you Why? Can find Is this a race a thing again? Are we going back into oh, the race? Totally, hundred <laughs> percent. 
100%. Don't out yourself on this. I'm not a J.B. Smooth fan, so that's all you. Yeah, it's Go like, I, I think he's going to be either like a teacher or he's going to be yeah. some random dude showing up for a he's quick scene. He's not going to be a random dude if they announce him on this level, though. They're announcing everyone that gets cast in these movies. This is true. Yeah, that's, that's fair. Yeah. They announced that's the guy who's playing uh, Pizza Delivery Guy number two the other day. So I'm sure they sense. are. J- J.B. Smooth is going to be like science teacher number two. Yeah. He's going to be like, Parker, you know you, you, know no. you had detention, right? I that that usual J.B. Smooth. Yeah. Yeah. If, if he ends up being J. Jonah Jameson, I want a personalized email from both of you. Well, you're not getting that from me because it's okay. not like I said he could never be that. I'm just stating. No, but you're, you're I would smooth. prefer him not be Jameson. Again, why announce it then? Come on. Well, sometimes, I mean, listen, I just, I troll the internet news website. <laughs> yeah, I know you do, yeah. And stuff like that. So I don't know if that's, like, the top story on the entertainment news on, like, a bunch of websites. I saw it on a Channel bunch of Channel 4. Shit yeah. Yeah, but it's it, websites. It's but they not got on a the top that, Like, news. Entertainment Weekly was on there and all yeah. that shit. All right, fine. No. So JB Smooth clearly playing someone. I think they of should do I think he should, like, look at exactly great importance. What he said clearly playing someone of great importance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. In Joe's mind. Robbie Robinson. JB Smooth will be coming. Do you think that's JB Smooth will be in a flashback okay, as no, Uncle I'd Ben. Be, I'd be Robbie Robinson. more okay with that. Okay, and, that's cool. Yeah. So he's yeah. gonna get ju- he's never, that character's never been done just. You think he's gonna be Uncle Ben in flashbacks? I why would no. <laughs> I would love that even more than J. Jones. The Miles Morales like, no, version. Sean raises a great point. We haven't yet to see Uncle Ben, right? That's right. We have. Oh, it's definitely J.B. Him Smooth. and Marissa <laughs> would make a beautiful couple. Dude, I'm so oh, And anyone who says us. otherwise is a racist. Everybody start. Hashtag That's how I would move. Uncle Ben, do it. <laughs> Let your voices be heard. Can't you see him saying with great yeah, power? I could see, see him say a lot of shit that I would fucking love in that movie. Uh, I would... In my honest opinion, I think Sean is right. I'm sure it's just probably whatever teacher. If you haven't heard the plot summary of this movie yet, basically it takes place in Europe. I think they're on like a school trip. Why? That's another thing. Far away. These fucking whimsical goddamn fairy tale titles have ridiculous homecoming. Well, this is like the 17th Spider-Man movie they made in the last five years. They have to take it somewhere else. No, but now it's truly a Disney film. Like it's that's that's yes. just now it's just Spider-Man. It's true with the Disney sheen over it, and he'll save Mary Jane. From a tower, and it's not even else. called Mary Jane in this. MJ, MJ, MJ. I don't so. know. I'm all very. Everybody's fine when you fuck with source material with uh, Marvel. God forbid you do it anywhere else. Yes, that was a shot fired. <laughs> <laughs> and in other news, <laughs> Jeremy Renner, yes, what has been cast as the lead in the Spawn reboot, playing the character of Twitch. Now, this is the Spawn reboot that Todd McFarlane. Um, or McFarlane, McFarlane, McFarlane yep. is written, directed, and producing, and it's a Spawn movie that's yeah. not about Spawn. Well, he's in it. He's like a he's background character. This but is it's the movie. Called he, Spawn. But, but this is the movie. I'm actually really excited for this because this is supposedly the movie that he always wanted to make. He's doing it through Blumhouse, I believe. <coughs> yes, yes, which is which an awesome choice. Fucking yeah. awesome because he's always. And if you read like the original Spawn, st- even now it's a fucking horror story. Oh yeah, oh the absolutely. Whole deals with the devil, Mount Bulga, and all that shit, and the Violator, and the levels of hell. It's just like, a very ethereal yeah. noir slash horror and going on. Actually, in the comic books, they do a whole. It's like a two-year arc where it's just like Sam and Twitch, these detectives, and it's uh, they do this sort of interloping story where Spawn is like a background character. Now, here's the, that's what it is. Here's absolutely. the thing, though: yeah. you're gonna have Jamie Foxx in it. You're, you're, we're gonna get some Spawn in, like you know, Jamie Fox. We're gonna get he's he, he, maybe do like I a mean, Hannibal Lecter thing. Call like, it Spawn. You should have him in yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. Ones. Is but he like, playing like Al Simmons or is he no? He's just playing full no, on. Well, Spawn. Yeah, well, technically, he is playing Al Simmons. Is it the going back to the original? I doubt they're gonna do like an origin story if they're just gonna do. From the same. what I now, read, he, I read in the 
article that he's specifically not doing an origin. Yeah, well, exactly. he, this is what he, uh, he, he's directing it too. He wrote yeah. it and directed it. I mean, this I is, believe I stated. That. I mean, this is sort of like <laughs> I believe Tim did. Yeah. I'm sorry. No, I'm just like clarify because that's sort of isn't that like sort of like the comic book fans' dream? Like, isn't that you can't do better than that? Oh yeah! Come on, like oh, it yeah. could, it's either gonna work or it's gonna not. But at least you know it's in the hands of somebody who gives a shit. This is true, you know. So it's, it's your creation. You wrote it. You're directing it. You're doing with it what you absolutely want. Um, it'll be interesting to see because that's the only time that's happened. This is literally the only yeah. time. Yeah. And um, and so it might end. Up, I mean, it could end up being, in a lot of ways, like one of the better comic book movies to come out. I'm I'm, I'm not trying to predict, but like. From like a, a standpoint of someone who's he's always wanted to make this movie, he's stated many times I'm going to do it small. He says he's going to do it small. It's not going to be big. It's right. going to be a I think small. Think it's like film. fifty million dollar budget. That's not a lot of money for a movie. I mean, there's going to be some effects in it. Obviously, the cape and shit. But like Jeremy Renner is. I mean, they're going to have Sam in it though. Did they say anything about that, or is it just going to be Twitch? It only really talked about uh, Twitch in the movie. Who'd as a you whole cast thing. as? You know the comic book at all? Who'd you cast as Sam? Well, that's the I, problem that I'm kind of having. Yeah. Like I like Jeremy Renner, and he looks like I don't. Twitch. I don't, eh, I don't mind him as Twitch, but I personally probably would have put him for more challenging. I would have made him Sam. Yeah, doesn't really scream Sam to me. Like a really well built Sam that doesn't eat donuts. I mean, it's, just, it's Jerry Renner. We've we've seen also him do movies. some stuff. Yeah, he can, we can, we can, we can tra- mm. he can Even transform. the fat guys in great shape in movies That's nowadays. True. Exactly. But I feel I don't know somebody, <laughs> eh, a fat Josh Brolin maybe. <laughs> <laughs> he I know, can do I, that too. He'll do that. Yeah, he'll do yeah. everything. Yeah. Put him yeah. in every comp. I mean, if Gary Oldman wasn't is. Gordon, I would have been yeah, like, actually, he oh, would that's have been a great. That's, yeah. He looks exactly. That's like a great, Twitch great call. Especially he might be a little on the older side now. Yeah. But yeah. I, no, I'm excited for it. I really want to see this movie. I really just want to see what happens with this. I'm, I'm definitely, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely intrigued. I want to see it. I do. I do want to see it, and I like the potential premise. Spawn is still going on in a comic, dude. It's Spawn. It's three hundred something. Yeah, man. I don't know anybody who reads Spawn. I, I read. Spawn. Do I, I don't read. I read, in, I read in blocks. <laughs> you read current current issues of Spawn? Like, oh no, not current. I still read old Spawn. I don't read yeah. current. I'm sorry. The first like twenty four. Yeah, right? but but yeah, who's reading the rest of them? That's what we're getting at. It's like, got to follow. No, it's McFarlane. You can baby. always find you enough people. Never who, let that go. They're like, I follow comics, but I don't Spawn read Marvel or DC. Awesome, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I oh, read the know, real I'm, stuff. So yeah. maybe Virgo and Vincent D'Onofrio could play Sam. I think. There's people. Oh God! That's really good call. It was all stoned, and I thought of it. You could throw him in the Violator. D'Onofrio. D'Onofrio is the Violator. Ooh, yeah. come on. He's so tall to be clowned. Just get Kevin though. Spacey yeah. as the violator. Like, I always understood. <laughs> <laughs> that's real, slam that's dunk. real life. <laughs> See, that's fucked up because that's actually good casting. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I know. I admit it, but he would be very good as the He'd be character. great as the part. They just won't allow anyone else on set with him. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> We're just going to green screen you into the movie with no one else around. <laughs> <laughs> and that is the news. We are going to take a break, and we are going to come back with our segment subgenres and find out which non-Marvel or DC comic book films each of us recommend. Goddamn right. So stay right there and relax a moment. Coming this December from Fox Searchlight Pictures, the winner of the Palme d'Or at this year's Cannes Film Festival, from Ryan Coogler, visionary director of Fruitful Station and Black Panther, comes the story of a woman who risked her life and soul to help bring her people out of bondage to freedom. While her country violently tore itself apart, she became a beacon of courage and compassion. Critics call this the most important film of our generation. Starring Denzel Washington, Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett, Viola Davis, Chadwick Boseman, guest appearances by Oprah Winfrey and James Earl Jones. Don't miss Scarlett Johansson as Harriet Tubman 
in Midnight Road to Freedom. Get the the theme song from the the Swamp Thing animated series. I have this. It's just called Swamp Thing. (laughs) 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 I like it. I am Swamp Thing, and I'm here to lay sick tracks down for you. Time to get groovy on the dance floor and get with the green. Alright, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Pepcorn's Movie Shack for our favorite segment, or a segment, subgenres. And for tonight's subgenre, we are doing non-Marvel or DC comic book films. And we are going to start tonight with my man, Justin Trice. Justin, throw me your recommendation for non-Marvel or DC comic book film, and go. Oh, there were so many choices, and... (sighs) I wish I could choose more than one, but I'm going to go with this one. Mega City. <laughs> know what that's from, Joe? Dread. You son of a bitch. <laughs> I knew it. That's Good why he call. went first. That's why he went first. You, <laughs> fuck you, because I had to sell you on this film. Well, well, yes, to be fair, Joe is right. He he sold me on it. When I first saw the trailer, it looks like Raid Redemption. You, <laughs> you too, you dread, fucking son of a bitch. And I, I like it. I had to sell you on it, too. <laughs> but it is Raid. I like, think I would yeah, point out. to see it, so yeah. he didn't have to sell It's all it, Game of Death. It doesn't yeah. matter. I, the, the trailer was misleading, and I was like, this looks like Raid Redemption with Judge Dredd, and I still had a bad taste of, you know, the original Stallone? Judge Dredd. <laughs> Break the law and the law. Yeah, no. as, as a result, I was like, I'm not going no. to rush and see this film. But ultimately, I gave in on the good whim of my saint-like buddy Joe. Because they did the I comic. The they movie. did it like the comic. They didn't do Stallone without the mask on for an entire film, which oh, made no fucking God, sense. thank God. The mask on. Yeah, they got Carl and wearing Urban. lifts. Yeah. Yes. They got <laughs> Carl Urban in this fucking movie who looks exactly like the goddamn comic. That He's got this he perfect does. grimace on his face the whole time and he wears the helmet the whole time. He wears the helmet and he just... I'm sorry, is this Justin's oh, recommendation or Joe's? Yeah. You'll have your time. Yes, you will have your time, but yes, Dread was amazing. I mean, it, literally certain scenes were just coming. It was almost like it was coming off the pages of the actual comic mm-hmm. book. Like he said, Carl Urban kept the helmet on. Um, you had Lena Headey as Mama, which was just this badass great. She's chick. a great villain. I mean, normally it's a guy, but she took that role. She made it her own. And that drug oh. slow-mo, how fucking oh, cool man. was that? I saw this movie in 3D, and that was <laughs> And I saw fucking, it in 3D. I oh. owned it in 3D Blu-ray. Perfect um, 3D but, movie to see with all those seconds. But yeah, Hell of a film. I think, honestly speaking, it's one of the finest comic book adaptations. And Joe mentioned something earlier in his podcast about, you know, all the liberties that's taken with source material. And I, I, I do have to agree with that. But Judge uh, Dread, excuse me, 2012 Dread was definitely one of the better uh, adaptations where they were more faithful to the material. It's like we live in a world of compromised adaptations oh, and yeah. yet Absolutely right. Dread stuck to its guns. They're like, we don't care if you're, you're into it or not. Films. We're going to go balls to the walls all in and you got to respect that. Yeah, because it's technically like a punk rock comic book. It's an underground comic book too. So yep. it's, yeah. it's, it's not mainstream by any means. Yeah, with shades of Blade Runner. The yeah. They're fucking awesome. Check their shit out. They got a lot of cool stuff actually. Give us a grade, uh, grade on Dread. All right, I would have to say I would give it a solid eight. <clears throat> Looking back on it now, I mean, soundtrack amazing. Oh yeah, visuals great. True sci-fi, a little bit of Blade Runner. Yep. 
Um, there's a slight pacing issue starting hitting the middle of the film, but luckily it's just it's just a small hiccup. They pick right back up, and the momentum keeps going after that. And I mean, Olivia Thurbley oh, yeah. and, mm. uh, again, <laughs> Carl Urban, just together, the two of them were spot on. And again, Lena Headey. Badass villain. Just yeah. that speech he had when he's like, <laughs> "I am the like." He he made that cool to say. Again. Like he made I yeah am over the, oh, uh, yeah. the loudspeaker. Intercom, You're yeah. not the law. I am, I am like, the law. It's great. It's, it's, <laughs> it's the equivalent to like Rambo's. I'm coming for you, Murdoch. <laughs> I like also the fact that it's really just a small movie, but it's yeah, yeah. so yeah. It feels big. It's so confined. It's a really well yeah. directed. It's shot really cool. You, know, you mentioned the, the slow mo sequence. Like it's a dynamic film to watch. It's very interesting. It's great to see, um, and I think we'll touch on this later when we get to our main film, but it's also it's a comic book movie where you're dealing with some serious shit, but it's not about the end of the world. Exactly. No, exactly. It's, it's not a, literally an mm-hmm. isolated incident. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's all it's all about the shit that goes down in, in the mega city. It's, as, a, day, it's yeah. a day in the life movie, technically. When you really, no, it really is. <laughs> yeah, in, in a way, yeah. No, it's like, he goes, you, you definitely, by the end of the movie, and the, definitely the way it's set up, you definitely like, okay, well, that was Tuesday. Yeah. Let's see yeah, what let's Wednesday's see Wednesday He clocks out at the end of that movie, and he's just like, well, all right, reload my gun. The oh, sequel wait. should be called Dread the next day. I, I wanted yeah. to make a sequel to this so bad. It looks like it, but I know I, Carl I, Urban has been campaigning for a long time. Well, they're doing and I, a TV show, aren't they? Yeah, now allegedly they're going to do a TV show. Oh, it's picking man. up some traction. But I mean, truth be told, it deserves another chance. It did uh, so well the on DVD. It didn't do well in theaters, but it did very yeah. well. I think it did a bit because it was not a huge budget. No, yeah, it wasn't it was a huge exactly budget. It, it was like distributed by a Reliance, and yeah. it's like a small French yeah. indie company as well. So it's a big hope for Spawn. You know? Well, yeah, yeah but, uh, but Spawn Something has a little more backing. Besides, I would argue that Spawn is a little bit. More famous than Dread. For those that were against seeing Dread for the same reason I was, because you, you thought it looked like Raid, definitely check it out. Um, you know, it's just refreshing because now we live in a world that's overpopulated with Marvel and DC entities. Yeah. It's nice to see more something outside of that. Yes, more Dread yeah, should more, more exist. More independent comics that deserve, like, an indep- like because that's where the independent film market can be found at this point now, yeah. if you do these smaller comic books. Yeah. All right, our guest, Sean. Okay. What have you got for us? Okay, in- I'm gonna go back into the '90s. <gasps> what? Yes, I <laughs> the am. The '90s. Not that surprised. was so long ago. Not surprised. It never happened. It's a nostalgia pick. I will admit, not the greatest film of all time, Already but to me, I love it. I will tip this table. <laughs> I will Already know where he's going with clock it. And right a in the big face. part is because this is probably in comic book character history probably my famous favorite character of all time what oh, i know what you're so gonna i'm gonna go with the shadow i knew it i knew it oh, yes. go with the shadow. i knew it nice the uh alec ball i'll shake your hand on that one because <laughs> i saw that movie in theaters as a kid yeah, i, I saw really it. wanted yes. to see it whenever he became the shadow he just like elongated nose yeah, he, he became his brother his brother basically <laughs> but he looked exactly like how he's drawn in the comic yeah, book with, yes. the, with the nose yeah, yeah, yeah you know i like stuff like that from that i, I, I like that 1930s era stuff oh, that sort yeah. of like vigilante i love like the that, vibe the yeah it's a good, yeah, and they do capture that, but like the psychic power shit and the knife that comes alive, like yeah. come the fuck up. Oh, it's calm down, Alec Baldwin. The effects <laughs> are super, super sketchy, and like they yeah. don't hold up at all. Because I watched it, but again like the other that, day. that first scene where you see him like take down people like through the shadows, and he has the voice, like it's actually pretty fucking cool. No, yeah. it's perfect. They should have yeah. just done that, like had him because he always in the comic books he, in the, in the uh, they did it. He has a new to- comic in Dynamite Comics, I think. But in the old TV shows, he was always like taking down some like mad genius, but it was never like. A, 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 the reincarnation of Genghis Khan that had psychic powers. <laughs> well, right? in the old like pulp like stories, yeah. Genghis he actually fought. No, that it character. was yeah, yeah, but it wasn't. This it wasn't a, like psych. He that's what like, I mean. Yeah. Like they added an element to it that just yeah, that wasn't necessary. There's a lot in that movie that 
seriously reminds me of uh, Batman, Doctor Strange, Doctor Strange. Yeah, oh, that's like a, yeah. you know, yeah. with like the buildings sort of there, but not that. there, and everything his demeanor in it. Yeah, like his attitude. It, yeah, like it draws like more so than. Now I know that Batman was inspired by the Shadow. Yeah, but right, Shadow stands on its own. Yeah, but it stands yeah. on its own. But I think you know, especially as, as films go, I would compare that. More so to Doctor Strange yeah. in style and everything else. Than yeah, I to <laughs> when he first meets the Ancient One, it's basically like a yeah. very similar scene. Yeah, basically. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. Um, but that's a good pick, man. Everybody always said Alec Baldwin should play oh, Batman, man. and he kind of got his Batman movie. So there's also yeah, I think he yeah. has his like he's not going to kind of have it because yeah, yeah, at one point he was a, he was like a perfect oh, Bruce yeah. Wayne. Oh, yeah. hands down, yeah. Alec Baldwin in his prime. Yeah. Peter Boyle as the uh, taxi oh, driver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Shrevey. Oh, Shrevey, oh, yeah. Fuck, I Even forgot Kellen. about that. Tim Curry is like Tim Curry. crazy. Tim, Curry, you know? Tim Curry's in it. He's got the machine gun. He goes all nuts <laughs> yeah. at the end. Oh, man, you're right. You're fucking you know, awesome, Sean. You're great. It's I love fun, you again. But, oh, thanks, Joe. <laughs> and and James Hong. Man, yeah, James how Hong. old is that dude? Was like, <laughs> that dude ever young? No. He's Some just, people were just always the old one. looking people. He's always like ancient that. Chinese <laughs> secret, and Alfred. The score, oh, the soundtrack, it's just like. No, there's actually a lot to perfect. love about that film. Yeah, definitely, definitely. It's not as pulpy as The Phantom. I, uh. No, I was, was on my list. That was on my list. I was going to go there too. I'm like, Sean usually uh, I didn't want to slam evil. Phantom. Okay, okay. <laughs> I, um. I don't have fond memories of this movie, but I'll watch it again and give it a shot. We'll see. All right, give us a, uh, a rating on it. Okay, I'm going to go with a. Just for nostalgia's sake, a six point five. Oh really shit! Fun. I don't believe you. No, <laughs> no, I don't think sure. it's like the greatest would, film, but right. I would have gave it no, like a fair because it's kind of like it's kind of nostalgia. <laughs> I respect your honesty. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. No, I respect that he he said for ne- nostalgia's sake. Yeah, and I saw nostalgia? I saw it yeah. like when it first came out in the theaters in the summertime, and it was just like so exciting yeah. to see yeah. it. So it was a big. I gotta get a millennial to watch it. See what they said. That'll be our next podcast. Kids react. I do have like very actually fond memories because I'm such a Batman. Fan. Yeah, so, so it's if like, you it's love Batman, it's just like another form of Batman for me. Yeah, so yeah, I, I, uh, that's a fair point. All some right. people like it, some people won't. Yeah, let's take a moment to hear from Joe for a change. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Joe, what is your pick? Before, uh, I actually, I, this is actually not a subject I'm well versed on, so I'd like to pass. Before, <laughs> no, no, that's a lie. I but pass I would, to who? I would just like to say before Joe does it, because especially the three of us, Tim, Joe, and I, we 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 talk about movies all the time, yeah, yeah. and we have I've such similar taste. People. We do. Yeah. Let's because we talk to each other too but, fucking uh, much. You know, I try my hardest, and we we make sure we don't ever reveal our picks until we're on the mic. I almost now. did for this one. Uh, but yes. <laughs> I try so hard not to pick the same things that they're going to pick, or especially Joe, because we're on the same page. Exactly. I went with Dread because I was praying to God that he was going to pick the other thing I would have normally picked, and I want to see now. Ooh, see, I did not. If it's what you think, it, it's, it's, it might almost be that. I think we'll uh, all be ashamed of you if you don't pick what we're thinking. What I'm uh, thinking. I don't care. Uh, <laughs> uh, for my pick, I picked uh, a movie that's actually near and dear to my heart, Sin City. Okay. Wow. I love this fucking movie. I'm fucking hurt. You thought I was going to say 300, didn't you? No, I thought you were going to say Crow. The crow. No, no. I, I, I love The Crow. But I was pretty sure one of you were going to say The Crow. See? I, wanted to, I, I, wow. I thought, well, it was. I had two. It was Dread and, and The Crow. And I said, Justin's probably going to pick The Crow, so I'll go with Dread. I am a diehard so, Bruce Lee fan, and we know how close Dread. the bunch of tools was to my heart. We are all like, everyone's picking But I, I want to bring up we Sin City. We all hate because, Brendan Lee. Uh, <laughs> I, where is guilt? Guilty is the man holding the gun. Wow. Oh, wow. Yeah, that's actually kind of true. Let's all anyway. work through that tonight um, <laughs> in group. But I really like Sin City. I think Sin City, um, very rarely do you get a comic book film that literally looks exactly like the comic book. Like, p- 
like when you like when you can when you can get a property like that you can literally take what's on the page and put it live action in front of you in such great detail it, it it's great you know and i think with a lot of uh, the dc and marvel stuff you kind of strain for that because it's at the same time they're doing it like a movie but with sin city uh, uh robert rodriguez was just like i'm just gonna make the comic book you know, and he did that, and he literally got actors, and they looked exactly like everybody, like everyone, like Mickey, Mickey Rourke, Rourke. I mean, that revitalized his career. It's one right of the there. Great, it it revitalized his career for a little bit, yeah. and then, um, but like mm-hmm. he looked exactly like yeah. Marv, fucking uh, uh, not Nick Stahl. Like I know he had heavy makeup, but dude looks like Yellow Bastard. I mean, uh, Bruce, Bruce Willis, Willis looks like Hardigan. <laughs> um, I, the list goes on and on. Everybody looks exactly like the comic book counterparts. And the way that they adapted the script, they left only a few things out, which ended up popping up later. They used one thing from A Dame to Kill For for one of uh, Clive Owen, who looks exactly like, um, I can't remember the character from the Dwight. comic book. Dwight, yes. Oh. Dwight, uh, it's fantastic. Like, And it's just, it reels you in right from the very beginning with, uh, uh, and it's an anthology film too. It's a very unique comic book film where it's actually an anthology film. Like it's different stories yeah. told throughout and it really succeeds in that because it, it, it takes you in right away with the customer's always right with Josh Hartnett and all you're in right away for the Marv story which is awesome and if you're a fan of fucking like detective movies or anything like that or like mysteries or or noir films it is also like a beautiful love note which is what Frank Miller always meant it to be in the comic book a beautiful love note to noir cinema it it reeks of it it's great so I recommend it uh, 100% on this one. It's just a lot of fun and really cool and a lot of badass moments and a lot of cool characters. All Let's right. not forget one of the craziest cameos. I mean, when you realize oh, yeah. Kevin is Elijah Wood, it's yeah. like <laughs> the glare comes off the yeah. glasses. You're like, what but it looks the hell? Straight, out of, the comic- <laughs> straight right. out of the comic books. It looks exactly like the comic books. Sure does. Um, All right. Give us a grade. Um, I'm going to give it... Um, uh, I'm gonna give it like an 8.5. I would normally give a movie like this a 10, but there's a few things that they omitted from the script, uh, from the original book that I don't really know why, because it wouldn't have been a time consumption or anything. It would just been interesting. Uh, so that's really it. I just, they did some cuts I didn't agree with, but it's a really cool, very true to form comic book film. Like it, it's one of the best comic book films out there. Agreed. All right. Nicely done, gentlemen. You, none of you picked uh, anything I was going to guess. I was pretty much guessing you. you. I want to hear what your pick was. Okay. I know you host this, but I actually yes, <laughs> I am the man in control. I actually have three picks, All right, and since it's my it. podcast, I will pick three. Um, <laughs> oh, so you get three? I have some honorable mentions I'd like to talk about. Well, we, maybe we'll we get, get to the crow. So right. I think the one talk. I'm going to go with as my official pick. He's going to say the crow. Um, is Scott Pilgrim versus the World? Yes, oh, bless you. I was hoping <laughs> somebody would say that. I fucking love this movie. It was a bomb when it came out, but it's Edgar Wright. It's brilliant. It's I don't know why this movie was a bomb. Because people didn't understand it. It wasn't wasn't pitched right. Yeah, it's a comic book that's supposed to be a video game. So you get a movie that's based on a comic book that's supposed to be a video. The best of both worlds. Yeah, Yeah. I think they covered that. It's crazy. The cast is amazing. Amazing. Oh Um, my god, so many good cameos. (laughs) Vegan police. So good. (laughs) Chris Evans. Hey guy. Oh, he's great. I never go anywhere without my stunt team. Oh, okay. um, Scott Pilgrim versus the World. I give it a solid seven point five. Nice, good, good rating, good rating. Let me tell you what some of my backup picks. My my other some? pick was. <laughs> I have tons. Um, they're all the crow. Everyone, every version, <laughs> every no, version. Well, ever for long. The other one I was going to do was um, oh, Wicked Prayer. The yeah. nineteen ninety. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes! Yeah! Like okay. That was on my list, too. It is a good movie. Yeah. It's a David, damn good it, movie. It's yeah. pretty fun. It's that first fun. one I gave a solid 7 to. And I'm I, a tough grader, but that 
first one. I stand is by dynamite. to this day one of the greatest reveals for a villain I have ever seen in my life is when you first see the Shredder in that movie. Oh, oh yeah, it is chilling to this day. It is, a, and it's just I could have found looks, a different voice, but other than yeah, that, but yeah. even at the time as a kid watching it, that's the scariest motherfucker you've ever seen in your life. Yes, yeah, you know, like, and he's got a great for a guy in sparkly clothes. He's pretty yeah, scary. but it works. Because <laughs> he looks so dangerous, like at the time, like yeah. you know. He's great. Oh, that movie's so that, much that, fun. That movie was it amazing. Is. Hinson's puppetry at its finest. Fun? At one point, yeah. they almost burned to death. Yes. You always say fun. That things so are fun to you. Oh boy. Oh, we're <laughs> getting, no, <laughs> near death. All right. Is all right. Fun. Back off. Back that, off. Don't get into an argument about how you agree. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah, that's just weird. That's it just is weird. a fun movie though. You're but right. uh, that that scene where Raphael is fighting the foot soldiers on oh. the rooftop and he falls oh, yeah. through. One of my favorite. Of course, you bring up Raphael. That's it. It's really he's more of a Leo. I don't know why he brings up Raphael all the time. God, that's what I, you know, I know I'm a Leo slash Donnie, but I, yeah, I I'm a Sagittarius, what are you? <laughs> there was a party at our house once where it, it went to like 4.30 in the morning, a loud conversation about who was a Leo and who was a Raph, and uh, until I had to basically throw everyone out. So the important I life message is, is, is decide what you are and then shut up about <laughs> it, because I'm trying to sleep. But yes. Great movie. It's fantastic. It's grungy. Um, uh, dirty. Have, it's early 90s New York. Oh, God. I love it's it. It's really fun. It's oh, like it's a so show. Really it really is really dirty is. and grungy. And oh, yeah. it's, it's, Absolutely. It's so real. But it's fun, right? Yeah. I'm just kidding. Especially about, that, about heroes the, that live in the sewers. The yeah. yeah. And yeah. Casey Jones. We have to, we have to talk Casey about Jones. Casey yeah. Jones. Casey Jones is in it. He's the great. Oh, my God. Yeah. Great character. Fantastic. And my final pick was, in case both of those got taken, was the 1968 classic Barbarella. 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 Very good. Based on a French comic book series. Yep. Um, if you haven't seen this movie, it's... And Jane, you like sci-fi, you need to see it. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jane Fonda who essentially saves the universe by fucking. <laughs> it's a sexy that's, movie. That's movie. Was it's that a, on the poster? Sure it's good, doing it. <laughs> that should have been, you know... Timothy Gillespie from Peppercorn's podcast says, Barbarella saves the universe by fucking. You know, it's like literally that. <laughs> it's fantastic. Jane Fonda, but... It's not. It doesn't come off as, as problematic or anything else like that because she's she's down for it, but it's not salacious. A lot of or French disgusting. comics were like that. Yeah, you yeah. That? Like it's it, about some woman being like, I for nineteen sixty eight, it seems very sex positive. Yeah, um, <laughs> it's a fun movie too. Yeah, to be and like, it's just ah. the, the the artistic design of the whole movie for science fiction and everything else like that is mm. is fantastic. Yeah, and for a future where basically she stops a, 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 a <laughs> massive war. By fucking, it's <laughs> brilliant. Uh, it's a great time. I saw this movie when I'm eight. So, did you go to the movie theater and see this? <laughs> yes, I went to the movie theater in 1968 when I was eight years old to yeah. see this movie. Good for you, man. I didn't know you were uh, yeah. holding you now. <laughs> really fucking old. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, everyone coming to my 60th birthday party. I have. Uh, I just have one honorable, honorable mention of these movies. I want to say uh, from hell. Yeah. Oh, that didn't. Is it a Vertigo comic? Nope, not Vertigo. It was put out by. uh, It was just put out by Alan Moore. Okay, it was just. The reason I want to say it's an honorable mention is because the attempt is nice. They don't capture the uh, conspiracy aspect of the original book very well. It's very more of a footnote in this one, but it's a ballsy attempt, and it still exists as a comic book film, and a lot of people don't realize that. And I think it. uh, I like serial killer stuff, so there. That's why I said. And it does do a good job of predicting the future of Johnny Depp. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he just oh, plays wow. a bunch of weird. He plays a bunch of weird detectives from. It has become. No, you're right. A lot of right. hot takes from Tim tonight. Jeez. 
Oh, God. It went from a crappy comic book film to now, you know, a satire, basically, about Johnny Depp's life. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's all Kind of like Idiocracy became, you know... But wasn't, oh, doesn't, like Sleepy Hollow, doesn't Sleepy Hollow predate that? And didn't he play a wacky yes. detective in that first? Yeah, but he wasn't an opium addict. He wasn't an opium addict. Now he's clearly some sort of addict. So. Yes. Well, he's always, he's always been gangly and pale. I don't know why anybody's... He just shaved his head and people oh, yeah, are like, oh, now I see it. has always been red. Okay, okay. <laughs> they have been. Okay. <laughs> All right, so that... He's been on opium for a so long time. <laughs> so our picks tonight were Dread, 2012. Please, 2012. The Shadow, yeah. uh, Sin City... Scott Pilgrim vs. the World, and also From Hell, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and Barbarella. And The Crow. And <laughs> if you have a whole <laughs> week to watch not movies. watch The Crow, just push to get a remake done. Oh. Uh, no, no, I'm kidding. Please do not remake The Crow. Um, go see the original. It's, uh, it's very good. It's dead in the water All right. at this point. So we're going to take another break, and when we come back, we will be discussing our new release for the week, Ant-Man and the Wasp. Hello, folks, and thank you so much for listening to Peppercorn's Movie Shack. We love having you as listeners, and to thank you for being listeners, we have devised a contest. It's really very simple. What I'm going to do is I'm going to name three characters from a movie. I will list them, and all you have to do is let us know what movie that is, and you'll be entered to win a $15 gift certificate from Fandango, which you can use to see the latest new releases. All right, so let's go. For tonight's contest, the three characters are Homer Wells, Dr. Wilbur Larch, and Candy Kendall. That's Homer Wells, Dr. Wilbur Larch, and Candy Kendall. Just let us know which movie that's from, and you'll be entered to win the contest. You can email us at peppercornsmovieshack at gmail.com, or you can just go online to peppercornsmovieshack.com and comment on any part of the website. Uh, it's still under construction, so please don't judge us. But feel free to let us know what movie that is, and you'll be entered to win. All right, thank you so much for listening, and back to the show. And we are back with Peppercorn's Movie Shack for our main event tonight. Ding, ding. In this corner, we have... Paul Rudd. Paul Rudd as the (laughs) Ant-Man, and Evangeline Lilly as the Wasp. The latest from the Marvel Mega franchise. Um, let me start off by saying that uh, I actually enjoyed this movie more than I thought I was going to, um, which is a good thing. Um, <laughs> that being said, that being said, the, it's far from flawless. It's very light. Um, very light. It seems a little inconsequential at certain points, but uh, I gotta be honest, I had a really good time with the movie, and I, I gotta be. Paul Rudd is just fantastic, Very and charming. the character of Scott is great, and I think that's what Marvel needs right now, because you need a human being in these movies right now. It's It's gotten a little heavy, and everyone's a god, or a steroid freak, or some super scientist, and there's super scientists in this, but you know, just having... The regular dude and Paul Rudd does such a great job. And they shun, shun the regular dudes in the TV shows. They don't exist in the real world. <laughs> so the regular, but even on the TV shows, I'm just like these people don't seem regular. They just seem, you know, they just seem lazy. <laughs> yeah, it's like I could lift a building, but you know, I'm just gonna sweep up hair, <laughs> or you know, I'm gonna, I can fly and then you know punch through walls. But, but I'm not gonna uh, do that I'll, too much. Uh, I'll just take pictures of people cheating. <laughs> you know. <laughs> 
And uh, life and is I'm hard. Danny Rand, and nobody even uh, likes me. Yeah, fuck you, Danny Rand. <laughs> but oh, but the point is, you know, and, and going into this, I, I wanted to judge the movie specifically just for what it is individually. That's a hard to do is, in these films, too. It really is. It is hard, but I think to give a fair shake, some fair credit, I have to look at it just as it is. So overall, I had a nice time. So I'm going to start there. Let's uh, start uh, with Joe tonight. Joe. What did you think of Ant-Man and the Wasp? Um, it's sort of similar to what you said. I definitely had a good time watching it. I did. And I knew I was. It's Marvel. Give me the popcorn. <laughs> you know, like, yeah, I know. I'm just going to shovel this shit in my mouth. But at the same time, uh, Paul Rudd's very charming in it. And um, particularly like with his, the stuff with the daughter, which was yeah, a little, was also a little mushy. Too. But like Bobby Cannonville is like the best stepdad ever. And I really like that. <laughs> like, I, I thought he was... Underused and I did. They used him more in the first film, and I yeah. love Bobby. Yeah, yeah and they, they made him the heavy. And, on the first and I know this is like a you know, this is a Hollywood. He doesn't have to do it, but like at the same time, he's a good actor. He yeah. can do a lot of stuff. Like, come on, he was I good. feel like you could have given him and Judy Greer the week off. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah really. <laughs> it's like I like them both. They're both incredibly talented. They did the best they could with what they were given. But you could have like yeah. shaved off five minutes and just, yeah, you could have and just had oh I'm I, dropping it off at mom's and then just we we remember who mom was yeah Tape exactly yeah. Of all that was for a much better role. There's I mean I have some questions. I mean it goes and I like the plot to this one. I like it much better than the last one. I definitely uh, I would agree with that. I, I thought the, and it doesn't the plot doesn't fall apart the way it does in the first one right. where it's just like well who cares we have a villain at the last second you and know I'm, like I'm kind of in the middle. I'm gonna let you finish. It, uh, yeah, all right, Kanye. Kind of, why don't you shut the fuck up for like? <laughs> <laughs> um, but basically, like, uh, one of the things I liked about it is when the way they sort of build this film was like it was sort of a throwback to like the '60s spy films a little bit. I got a little bit of that, that team up stuff and everything, like Man from Uncle and stuff like that. Like they kind of, okay. I got that vibe from it. Like, and they weren't necessarily spies, but like there's like a slight espionage aspect. They're always on the run, you know. Um, I like the shrink yeah. stuff. That's something I really like from it. I like the use of the shrinking of the building. The car stuff was I, that was fun, ridiculous. The cars was fun. I have one question, and then we can I can we can move okay. on, and maybe we can yes, pose this to the group. This was never answered. And they're just like, where is Michelle Pfeiffer? And you're like, well, she's in the quantum realm. And I said, okay, how long has she been there for? 30 years. Okay, how has she survived? Anyway, we got to go get her. So, no, no. How did she... I think it's pretty obvious how she survived. But okay, let's see what Sean has to say. About <laughs> Wait, no, go, go back. <laughs> How the fuck did she survive in thirty years in a, in, a, in, in the space? She's eating tardigrades. Maybe in the it, quantum. It was the, never the said. Is she eating atoms? Is that what's happening? Well, her stomach oh, got really small. No no, you could have fixed it with aged. one line of diet. Yeah, she aged, which she clearly. So it's clearly, like, there's a measure of time. It's not like she's like a. Realm. She's Michelle Pfeiffer now, not Michelle Pfeiffer thirty years ago yeah, or whatever. She did yeah. age, yes. So, but what the fuck? Is she eating these, these giant gummy bears that I are floating around trying to kill Michael Joe, Douglas? they said it changed her. I fucking it don't does. care. Changed she her. evolved. She said she Exposition. evolved. Exposition. To what? Not eating? You've evolved beyond Possibly. nutrition? Possibly. <laughs> it's very vague and bullshit. Quantum energy. Evolved you know. beyond nutrition. All right. I'm done. Why don't All you right. talk, mister? I'm going to let you speak. <laughs> I believe I threw it to no, Sean. No, no, Sean. Sean's yes. uh, I really, really enjoyed it. I found it thoroughly entertaining. Mm -hmm. I smiled pretty much the entire time I was watching it. <laughs> okay. Of course you did. Um, <laughs> I found it, to make a, a point to yours, Tim, that I, I found it like a really nice palate cleanser to what came before. Like the genocide of like <laughs> everyone pretty much. So it was like a nice... I've heard a lot of people... Yeah. Have so that take. That was literally said out loud in the theater after the movie was done. 
Somebody literally, we were waiting for the end credits like, thing. Mm, palate cleanser. No, but they said like, <laughs> somebody literally behind me said, thank God for this. Like a fire. Everything was, everything was real grim before this flick came out was exactly what was said. And I'm like. <laughs> I mean, it's going back grim, but, yeah. but well, I, yeah. I, I love the two of them together. The chemistry is awesome. And Paul cool. Rudd, like, he's just charming Very as hell. Charming as and anything he does. And like. Whole whole point with him and his daughter, that whole opening scene. Hey, I love it. When they're playing in the yeah. fort. That's the and best like, fort ever. A, My really parents is. suck. What the hell? <laughs> like that thing is like a, there's a puppet at one point, a giant, and a, the, there's a, the greatest slide oh, the ever. Slide is the greatest the slide. slide. The greatest slide, slide ever. My childhood was bullshit. Well, I mean, your parents weren't on house arrest. They also weren't home, Justin. They were never home. <laughs> no, I. But let Sean finish. I love the first one, so this one was right up my alley as well too. I. Would not say it was better or worse than the first one. I figure it was like on par with the first one in okay. my mind. I, yeah. I, I thought it was. Be- what do you think of the plot? I like the plot. Yeah, I like the plot. I loved all the shrinking action and like yeah, you that know, was cool. The heist action, like like oh we have to get the building. Oh we lost the building. Let's get it back again. So it was like a nonstop like race to get that. Yeah, you know Th- that's what I mean. That that sixty spy thrillers. Those yeah. movies are always a race, saying. a race against time. And, it's always and a if team. you really look at the yeah, yeah. it's a team. It's always two people. Yeah. Um. Did you feel? I felt a little bit slightly, not as much as it did in the first film. That the uh, plot slightly sort of muddled towards the end. And I know that's a trope of a lot of these comic book movies. Film? No, in, yeah, in this one, yeah. Where, like, a, like, there's, like, a lot of things happen at once, and they, mm-hmm. all of a sudden they're like, okay, quick wrap, wrap up, and Giant yeah, Man, you I know mean, what I mean? that happens It, it was much. still cool, and it yeah. wasn't as much, but I felt like it started to muddle a little bit, so it lost me at one point, where I just kind of wasn't interested for a couple minutes, and then it reeled me back in with some stuff. Yeah, I, 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 I can see what you're saying with you, that. Did you, how did you feel? I can see what you're saying with that. Yeah. Like, it did happen, and that's, like you said, most films kind of happen that way with these types of films it feels yeah. like they rush 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 and like oh yeah tiny bow wrap it up yeah exactly but, there you go tiny um bow. the only thing I, I not only an issue but the one thing i w- didn't make sense to me was that like they had like a tight deadline of like hey we have two hours to do this and yeah. it seems like time exactly didn't really talking. exist yeah it was like how much time is passing right now it's way more than two hours well because he had like. that ankle bracelet on that was all that was one of the running gags in the film that he had to get like he had to constantly I actually kind of like that, that he actually cool had gag. to reappear back at his house yeah. and he's just like oh i'm sorry i'm sick like yeah <laughs> But it felt like way much more time had passed. Yeah. And like their deadline to get into the quantum realm and save her. I think you like could have well, made it. Well, it might be a nitpick could in have been a shorter, large but way. But I, clearly the theory of relativity ceases not to exist no. in this <laughs> universe. <laughs> no, not at all. The fact not that a all. car the size of a Matchbox car could cover the same distance as a full-size car. Yeah, I was thinking that. Are they you know, there are things like that. Booking but, uh, in that car? Because like, <laughs> at the one point when he rushes back to his house, he's like, I got to get back there. And he hops on a flying ant. <laughs> I was like, you are like a two-hour drive away. How fast does that ant fly? I like when the seagulls kept eating his ant. Oh, that, oh, that, was, that was fun. That was that was oh, but they did it in three. Antonio Banderas' ant was <laughs> so... <laughs> I left. That was good. That was, my yeah. brother, a big Antonio Banderas fan, really got a big chuckle out of that one. I, I, all right. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's get our initial take from Justin, and yeah. then we'll throw down the gauntlet and fight to the death you guys can't see it joe is giving me the evil eye no i'm not gonna give you the evil eye because i think you know i i have some qualms with it all right um i will agree about it was a nice palate cleanser it was refreshing to see something that's it everyone's gonna (laughs) die (laughs) yeah all the time it was it was nice not to see something uh so dire but you know the problem that i really had with it was uh and i i did go back to watch the first film after I felt it was very noticeable that we don't have Edgar Wright or Adam McKay writing the story for this now. Because Edgar Wright has... 
you mentioned Scott Pilgrim versus the world. He has such yes. a unique style of writing where, like, yeah, the theory of relativity might not be accurate, but still the way we're punctuating in and out of the timeline within the plot itself still fits. I think the first story was a lot more cohesive compared to this. I, um, I was about to say Adam Scott. I'm sorry. You know Ant Man. Ant Man. Yeah. Not um, Paul. Paul Rudd. Yeah. Scott Paul Lang, Rudd. That's though, why. Scott Lang. Yeah. <laughs> Paul. Paul Rudd. Yeah. He was. He was really charming, and that was great. I just felt like the charming scenes and the demeanors. It. It didn't really have any weight. And I don't mean in terms of drama. I just felt like I was watching a lot of empty scenes versus he was charming in the first one and that bond with his daughter just seemed more genuine. I just feel like this film didn't necessarily know what its purpose was until closer to the end and then we... Okay. I can actually see where you're coming from with Um, that. I I enjoyed the the soundtrack. Uh, Cinematography, for the most part, I enjoyed. There was moments where it kind of took a back seat. Um, in cinematography. terms of cinematography. Yeah. If you really think about it, too, mm-hmm. we didn't really have genuine action scenes. Like, we've had some... I mean, You're saying the movie didn't have genuine action scenes? I would say so. Okay. Uh, the first Ant-Man, I mean, we're really seeing the exploration of how yeah. he's adjusting to the suit and the balance of that while fighting. In this, you know, he's kind of back in a saddle, and, uh, you know, the Wasp yeah. is already where well, she's at. This seems to be a to trope start in a off, lot of the uh, open conversation. Um, right. I'm going to throw out a, a th- thought here, and then we can all dive in on it. Did it Was it just me, or did Ant-Man sort of feel like the sidekick to the Wasp? Agreed. Oh, yeah, uh, it definitely agreed. did. It was, like really, she, it was like, yeah. it was Hank Pym's like story. Like, his suit time. didn't even it work most of the time. No, and I hate yeah. that. That's a trope in a lot of these movies. They yeah. did it in Spider-Man 2, all of a sudden, they did it in Black like, Panther. I don't have an Iron Man. Black Panther. They did it in Iron Man. <laughs> yeah. They literally did yeah. it in Iron Man. Like, dude, I'm like, I'm sick and t- I, that's all something I didn't like about it. I'm like, I'm sick and tired. Like, why was it? Why does his suit have to malfunction? He could have done everything that he did without that extra trope. Like, it wouldn't have changed the plot at all. It was unnecessary. I feel the problem they run into she could have still saved him that way specifically with some of these Marvel movies is you know I never know how strong people are and sometimes there's they, they act like they're not the strongest guy but it's very vague but then all of a sudden they pull a helicopter down with their bare hands yeah. you know like and <laughs> it's like <laughs> like so all of a sudden it's just like and then Feet. people try to push him and like oh Captain America he's just a guy who's in great shape and stuff no dude I was like, he's got a super no, he's not. No, he's not. <laughs> I was like he's carrying like every, a van on he his back he was this big once and now he's this big like, we watched him get shot three times in the first film and like within the next scene they're like oh it's the bullets are almost gone the man can't yeah. get drunk because his body processes alcohol too fast. Right. But it's this is not a normal like, man. Between uh, the first Ant Man and Civil War, you know, it just feels like he was got so good at being Ant Man that yeah. Yeah. they were just like, "Well, he's gotten too good." He, he figured the out challenge? the giant man. So you think they kind of depowered him in a way with the suit yeah. I, I think that was well, a they choice. Him, yeah. But they did this in a way to to sell the wasp. But more. they did the same thing with Black Panther in Civil War. Black Panther is like a well, he gets the suit, and granted, he's like, "I am now king." He's unbeatable. But he was the Billy D. Williams of the Marvel. And I love, I liked Black Panther, but the same time, and you and I talked about this, Justin. All the time. All the time. Why just wasn't like, Billy D in Black Panther? Oh, my God. He should have been his father. All I'm right. Just, we're changing the time. All of the ways. <laughs> anyway. Wait, wait. But, like, Back to the ways. They did the same thing. All, like, all the ways. You get these characters. <laughs> like, whole, all battle. Like, one of the whole tribes should just have been Wayne. Yeah, a Wayne like, yeah, like, one part of the rock where they're all just starring yeah, all the Wayne's brothers. Brian Coogler, you failed. Oh, my God. And wasn't Paul Rudd's character, like, some sort of, like, IT specialist, like, 
taken down. That's yeah, he's he like a security specialist. He's, he's yeah, the first and like, they didn't yeah. do anything. I like this. Well, they're starting. They have a whole company. He and Michael Pena and his his other criminal friends are starting. Those guys are always very funny. and they're very funny. Yeah. Um, Baba Yaga. Uh, Baba Yaga. <laughs> but I gotta be honest, great. the ending is cake. Oh, I love yeah. it. Yes, the uh, the biggest waste of a good actor, well, aside from Judy Greer and Bobby Cannavale, Walton Goggins is. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, was who the fuck? So great as an actor, I love him too. Yeah, he's I love him and too. he's fine in this. He's yeah, fine, but he's like he's not bad. He's just there. But it's just like that character is like you could have saved. And he's from the comics. Yeah, that could have been yeah. any really? character. Yeah, actor. that character's well, from that the was, comics. Yeah, yeah exactly. Be part of my argument yeah, too. Would, if they there's no real villain in this oh, movie. I will say that. they expanded on him a bit, which I don't have a problem with. Not having a true the story's villain. Yeah. You the have an actually, obstacle. Yeah. You have a clear obstacle. But, but that's, you know. I think that's why I liked it because it, technically there wasn't a wasted villain because you had essentially a lost character in the ghost. And right. then actually a pretty decent uh, turn, not turn, but like what they did with Lawrence Fishburne's character. Goliath. Or, yeah. 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 Go, uh, Goliath. Who's or Goliath? Bill. Yeah. Uh, Foster, I think his name is. Yeah. And, and that's, again, all these characters. I was actually amazed at. I would have loved you, the flashback if, to see Goliath. Yeah, ex- I would have loved that, that too. Oh, but that would have been good. The, 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 I will give him a lot of credit on this film because this had a lot of attention to detail as far as source material goes. Oh, yeah. And I was actually yeah. pretty impressed by that because, to be completely honest, Marvel films are usually just like, it kind of happened like this. Yeah. You know, but like, it, this is pretty true. They do a lot of nods to the comic in this yeah, one. Yeah, totally. Like, what, uh, just, just a simple conversation that he had about, like, Watts asking him. Why didn't you ask me to go into Germany? Yeah. Even though yeah. Wasp is like a founding member of yeah, the Avengers, exactly. Right. I felt like, oh, that's a nice little nod. But that right, being yeah. said, just, just kind of just backing up. What and Tim I totally agree with her. He would not have gotten caught if she was there. Agreed. Probably not. Agreed. But just to back up what Tim said about uh, sort of a waste of an actor is yeah, also like a waste of a character because that character is so much more prominent in the comics and could be a great adversary. Maybe you could do him. In a, they're going to make a third one, so we'll just say maybe he'll be the villain in Ant Man Three. But like, oh, and Walton Goggins is a great actor, and, and like. He's just kind of like, oh, he's back in his his gold plated Cadillac. Okay, hi, Walton Goggins. Hello, what are you here to do? Like, oh, oh you don't really matter to the plot, but fine. Like, nice French restaurant that got destroyed. Like, it's, I feel like yeah, yeah. Sean has to say something, so I'm, I'm gonna throw it over to him. No, I mean, uh, I think that was kind of like almost like a throwaway too. <laughs> <laughs> it felt bulky. The film felt a little no, bulky. But, let Sean, yeah. but yeah, I do enjoy the ghost character. It was cool. And yeah, because yeah, it wasn't like you're saying a straightforward like I'm a villain. I'm going like to destroy everything. Like yeah. I actually, like, yeah. my only problem with the first one was the villain. Oh, yeah, I didn't like yellow. Terrible. I didn't like yellow jacket at all. Yeah, no, he's thought it was a waste. Mustache twirling. I, I respect Corey Stahl's performance. That was not a good performance. But the way it ended, was I completely so agree with Sean on was this. Waste so of a great lazy. actor, in my opinion. He's a great actor. If he was a great actor, he could have at least made that part something. With what lines? They gave him like five lines to develop a That's fucking. That's very character. true. Yeah. And Come on. like I was actually I'm okay sorry. with. He killed a lot of baby sheep. Like you mentioned about like not really cool action mm-hmm. pieces going on. I was actually okay with it because it was a small story. It wasn't this gigantic. Right. Yeah, but that, that's that, that when she's like fighting. Them in the going through the car windows. That's awesome. Oh, that was but awesome. I, you know, I've also the seen the motorcycle that. Yeah, I saw that in Deadpool. In the trailer, in Deadpool, yes. yes. Oh, everything. Yeah, but I like any fight where you can whip through windows. Yeah, the whole yes. movie's in the trailer. Which true, but I saw the car stuff every, was fun. Does it make yeah. it any less cool, though? It's still a cool thing. But the thing is that they don't save anything for the movie. Everything's in the trailer now. In, like, all of... Of a lot of the comic book movies now and everything else like that. I had a legitimate surprise in this movie, though, because I... 
didn't really read up a lot about it. I just knew it was coming out, and I had no but idea Michelle Pfeiffer was in it. I have to probably hide, hide I have my to head be in the sand to be surprised. I, I, yeah, I, we well, shouldn't have to you, do I that. I mean, Tim, yeah, you, yeah. you you said yourself, you're a whore for information. You always need to know everything. Well, I'm just a straight-out whore, but that's besides <laughs> But you, you but say that the all the time. Like, you need to know like everything. They, yeah. You just have to take that crutch away yeah. and, and walk. But I feel like there's a difference because, like, for example, in, like, Thor Ragnarok. Okay. I knew before, while it was filming, that the Hulk was in it and stuff like that. But, yeah, if I did you, too. If, but if they had done a marketing campaign where they never show you the Hulk at all, mm-hmm. even though I would have known it was in it, if that got to that scene in Thor Ragnarok where, you know, I expect the Hulk to be the one to burst out and stuff like this, and the, but the way it's handled, he burst out and say, it's a friend from work and stuff, yeah. I would have been dead on the floor. By the time I saw the movie, I had seen you had seen it so many because you, lo- you saw it in the trailer, and you're like... You sold the movie based on that one shot pretty much. Yeah. yeah. And I loved Thor Ragnarok, but Tim's right. Yeah. Tim's yeah. absolutely and right. And you know, I, I just felt like, you know... They do I that a lot take a moment movies. to curse Justin because he's a bastard <laughs> um, who insisted to make sure to tell me to stay both <laughs> yes. credit scenes. And I yeah, curse Crook. You actually, I'm with Tim. Listen, on this I want everyone and to I waited endure to what see, I endured to see an ant playing drum at the end of the fucking movie. Don't say stay for the second post credit scenes. It's in the trailer. Yeah. I didn't want to spoil the anything. The post credit scene that. is in the trailer. Yeah, yeah, I just, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm just. I'm officially announcing it. I'm done. I give no fucks what's after the last credits. The smartest thing I, I ever did I was after I saw Doctor Strange. <laughs> Shut up. Let me talk about this. <laughs> after I saw Doctor Strange, I looked at Tim and I said, "Let's leave." And we went outside. I smoked a cigarette. We talked about the movie, and everybody came out and they talked about something that was probably prominent. To be fair, because the dude rips the guy's spine out, but at the same time, I'm not mad. I didn't see it. I waited for uh, through ten minutes worth of credits. Just reading, and then I had to watch a fucking ant play fucking drums. <laughs> what purpose does that serve? It Why serves, am I staying after this? I'm sick and tired of this post credit no bullshit. It no purpose, and I just wanted you guys to feel my pain. But on the flip side, it did for those who aren't really following the storyline of it everything that's happening in MCU. The, the, a the, real the hero would have saved movie? us from that. For, not not <laughs> a real ant would have saved us. Yes, not not everyone <laughs> follows the details uh, of the whole MCU the way we do. So for the you know for that scene, we were annoyed by the ant playing drums. Yes, and but I it have brain cancer show, because of it. It did reveal that the storyline was concurrent to Infinity War. Oh, it had to. Be. But so did the first credit sequence. You would be very surprised. I've talked to quite a few people. Who, but how would the ant scene show that? Well, the first because one? it because showed the TV was like the TV. Yeah, uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it was more exposition for people who don't follow movies who aren't as analytical. Also announced I'm going to remind people about spoilers again, but I feel <laughs> yeah, like it's yeah, too yeah. late anyway. Spoilers. You're, you're in too deep. But I do have a question. Uh, I didn't want to make this all about the MCU, but I have a question uh, just about Infinity Wars and everything, and it ties into this movie, of course, in the post credit scene. Um, yeah. Hope, uh, Hank, and Janet all, you know, get Dusted. Thanos. I don't know yeah. what we're calling yeah, it. That's anyway, putting it. Um, when he wind. kills half the people, does he kill half the living people in the universe, or is it he half, half of all the population? Half of all, yeah. So that mo- animals, animals. See, I am. See, I was just thinking about that in the car ride today, and I didn't think of that at this moment because he kills just you know. So basically, like, there's a, a school of beluga whales swimming, <laughs> and just like. Half of them disappear. Plankton. Why did they play that up? I don't care about the people. Kevin well, Feige finally said something about it online the other yeah, day in an like, interview. Because yeah, some people it. were like, "Do animals count?" He's like, "All life well, that counts." Was, that should have been like the whole. Because I was just like, "Oh, well, you know, people died." And I was like, and I kind of agreed with Thanos for most of the film. <laughs> <laughs> Probably why I was. How you want to kill half the universe? 
I'm fine with that. Tim was the only guy <laughs> applauding at the end of this movie. He's like, ah, oh, man, it's good uh, to see you. Only have time. <laughs> Take initiative, people. Take initiative. You want something? Go get it. But then it was like, go. wait a second. He, he killed squirrels and chipmunks and right. little birds? Fuck this guy. What a piece of shit. <laughs> <laughs> we got to get this purple motherfucker. I want him dead. <laughs> they should have included a scene like that. Like there's some, there's somewhere in a safari, and it's like a jaguar about to like attack a family in Africa. Africa. They could have shown any number of animals. But no, but I'm just saying a, a picture, picture like a jaguar like a going deal. after like right, a enough. tour bus, and all of a sudden it vanishes, <laughs> and everyone's like, "That was weird," but we're all safe, and like the person's As the tiger family's runs gone. at them to fucking eat them, it just dissipates in the dust. Like, no, yeah. just like, like a guide dog. The guide dog just. Sparkles away. I need Stan. <laughs> I need Stan Lee to be the cameo for that. Yeah, that that was me, Stan Lee. I'm cameo. surprised. And then just like a runaway garbage truck with no one driving <laughs> it coming down the road. I'm surprised they didn't have Stan Lee turn to dust in this fucking movie. Everybody turned to dust. That was yeah. what I thought. Because oh, that would be. I would have enjoyed that. I would enjoy. It was supposed that, to be his yeah. last cameo. So I'm like, how poetic would it be? Because like, I don't mean to sound morose, but he's also 96. So it's like, you know, just be. Let's see the tree before the forest. Yeah, that would you know? be great. <laughs> <laughs> now, I've so here's I'm a hot take. Joe is ready for Stan Lee to. Die. <laughs> and that's only Joe who feels that way. Not ready for I have a die. question throughout. But it would have been nice. Do you feel like with the movie itself and the after credit sequence, this actually to you feels like it fills in why he wasn't around for Infinity War. Well, no, he wasn't around because he was on house arrest, right? I don't know about that timeline, No, line, no, no. It's, that's what, what I was trying to explain. The film, what are they the saying? They say in Infinity Wars that he was under house arrest. Yeah. Doesn't that's make sense, though, to what they did in the movie. You're right. No, I completely agree with you because I feel like the movie ends, he's out of house arrest. Yes. And so wait, the it, events of Infinity War have not taken place. But then they have that next, you know, the post credit scene is like... Which, unless it was the next day... I, you have to assume yeah. it happens But that, that's what I was trying to say. It, it is, doesn't feel like... It, it is feels basically like concurrent because he was on house arrest for three years. So while yeah. he's literally on those final days of house arrest, the secret war, if you will, yeah. was probably already happening. But isn't, but isn't, isn't half the, the world dying worth skipping out on to house arrest fair, if he skips most, out to save I don't think they started to die though until yeah. that's what I'm saying though he but got that out of whole house. invasion yeah. in New York yes. the whole battle in Africa none of this is on the news no I don't they're, think they're I think, I think that timeline doesn't make sense but there's to not what? A, I mean none of the fucking MCU timeline makes sense but <laughs> nobody but, called they were like you know we're really didn't up. get a telegram didn't get a fucking text yeah. message yeah. I think I think this was a secret Sam battle Sam didn't call him like hey Tic Tac we need you well, what is the yeah, picture moments in Avengers Infinity War it's the that would have required Cap to have actual lines it's the stuff War, with so I, now, you know what I understand that now. I was gonna are say are they in LA where are they in this movie San Francisco they're in San Francisco yeah they're in San Francisco and I was just gonna say you know the ending of Infinity War with the whole Captain Marvel trailer I mean we saw things just starting what to trailer? happen I saw a York. text message you got a trailer well you know what I mean yeah but <laughs> we also don't know the time frame of like Infinity War how long that whole thing took That's for true. don't, don't exactly. forgive these people exactly. no I'm not forgiving I'm, not, I'm, not I'm not saying it doesn't them. make sense to like he should there should have been some spot of like notifying him or trying to reach out to him like hey we need you here yeah but they make it very clear in the movie they're like we can't get Hawkeye we can't get uh, Scott I know I think they I literally think like we max out the budget that, that felt like a little bit of a cop out <laughs> yeah we can't afford yeah. any well I mean no, what I really feels like a cop out to me is the whole you know make sure you don't go into any time vortexes which I mean he's gonna have to do <laughs> yeah. now because everybody's gonna have to fuck with the timeline that's so he, he, it's either he goes back in time to the 90s for why oh I thought you had the mic next to me <laughs> no <laughs> I'm just Freddie Mercury in the shadow of this right now <laughs> okay you enjoy that I 
Either he goes back in time to the 90s to team up with Captain Marvel, or what, you're going a few hours before to fight. I'd be in, so in, down in, with that. If he goes to the Battle of New York, yeah. Yeah. And the Avengers, the first Avengers, they had like set photos of him yeah. on that set. Everyone in the old costume. Wait, is like he that. going back in time? We don't know. Seriously? This is awesome. I'm pretty sure because <laughs> well, he doesn't Marvel have the he doesn't have the regulator, so he can't just grow back to. Yeah, you know he's I mean? he's right now he's stuck in the quantum realm, yeah. so I don't know. Well, wait a second. Wait a second. Are you saying there might be plot holes in this movie? There's always, <laughs> there's always plot. Are you saying there might be plot holes in the whole Marvel Cinematic <laughs> Universe? What the fuck's wrong with you? People? It stands <laughs> to reason if they play the time. Listen, it's clearly the Force. All right. The oh force. fuck you. That's your answer he for was, everything. She the was using the midichlorians. That's what yeah. she ate. Midichlorians. He was going in to get midichlorians and to stop the making of Phantom Menace. I feel dirty now. <laughs> Can I take a shower? Then how come Michelle Pfeiffer didn't do the Mary Poppins spin and spin back into the van like? You know. Hey, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> I like that Mary Poppins yeah. <laughs> So, the point of the, f- the whole movie <laughs> hey, is go see that man. Thanos killed everyone's pet cats, and we should be upset about that. Yeah, Alright, yeah. so, so let's get, quite <laughs> let's get some ratings on this one. Joe, what do you give it? Um, I give it an 8. Solid 8. Wow. Actually, I take that back. Okay. I give it a 3.5. No, uh, <laughs> uh, I give it a 7.5 because there's just some moments of it that because I really like the, I said I sent this to Justin. I said like, for a movie called Ant Man and Wasp, we don't get a whole lot of it. And as far as them like working together, they're like always squabbling. Otherwise, and I know it's like the first time we see them on screen, but when they're working together, it's so awesome. And it happens for like twenty minutes in the movie. I would have liked to see just a more of that. I, I wanted more of that. And, and don't give me that bullshit. Save me <laughs> for the next one. Bullshit. Movie's called Ant Man. You won't and Wasp. hear me say that. Don't worry. I want Ant Man and Wasp. <laughs> so I, I would have liked to see more of them like working together on shit. Okay, Sean, what do you think? Uh, I'm gonna go with a seven point five as well. I think. There you go. Yeah. I thought it was really fun. Loved uh, everything that was going on. Um, Tell us how fun it was. Uh, I like that one. <laughs> <that's right. laughs> Let no, I remember, speak. As far as like the bickering, too, I think uh, I read a, like, a while ago that the director... They should have started a podcast. Yeah. yeah. Peyton, Reed, <laughs> Peyton Reed was kind of imagining this one as a romantic comedy set in a superhero world. Kind after they of. Like, I bicker, 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 and then, oh, now we're together. So you kind of get that vibe. But like, it's like a broken, it's like like a broken relationship and they learn to love each other by the end. Yeah, that's yeah. fair. I can yeah. see that. That's a fair point. You know, but I, I really enjoyed it. I thought it was lots of fun. I recommend it to anyone. So. I thought I, would, I liked it. I, I liked it more than I thought I was going to. So. <laughs> nice, nice. Um, I, I honestly, I got to give I'm it. I'm sorry, Justin? <laughs> <laughs> we're good. What's your name? I want to say Rick. <laughs> Rick. Um, honestly, I got to give it a 6.5 because, you know, the whole palate cleansing feel of it, that's great. But if we didn't have an Infinity War, I can't say it was really, uh, really good. That's almost oh. like that's almost like me going Guardians of the Galaxy 2 if it came out after Infinity War going, Whoa. it was a nice palate cleanser. You know what I mean? I can't I can't do it. I do so feel like there's a lot of inconsistencies. No, not oh, at all. Oh. I think I think we're gonna go back in, in a couple years and look at this, and I don't think I don't it's gonna stand on its that. own. Maybe uh, I don't know. Only time I think will tell. I think only it's gonna I tell. think it's gonna fall into that awkward category of like the Incredible Hulk, which I think is a damn fine film, but it is swept under the rug. I agree. Yeah. yeah. So all I'll right, put the, I'll put I'll put Incredible Hulk above this though. Yeah, the funny thing oh, is, I, that's I, my point. Yeah. I thought I. Uh, yeah. I thought I was a little more positive than everyone else, but I only gave it a six. See, <laughs> <laughs> but here's, but I will tell you why I only gave it it's a, a six point five. Um, it's a six point five. No, absolutely on, not. A little bit. No, <laughs> and I'll tell you why. Because one, I felt there was a lot of underdeveloped characters and stories 
in this film. That's fair. Walton Goggins happens. Ghost is very underdeveloped, um, and a lot of other things in the overall story. I felt even even Janet coming back and stuff like that. In Janet and Hank, just felt like there was never yeah. the, like their relationship didn't feel real to me. It just felt like it was way too positive. There was no friction. There was, was no the, especially because it was the literally the entire plot of the movie was getting her back. Right, mm-hmm. which that part is fine, but you know, I don't know. I, I show Pfeiffer's great. Uh, I agree with Tim. She, she was almost used as the as the plot device. It was like, yeah. oh, we got her back. She's just so we can. Yeah, she's yeah. the yeah, she's And McGuffin, then yeah. she instantly saves the day. So yeah. I thought it was. I thought there's a lot of lazy writing in the script. Um, I thought the performances, though, despite having pretty lackluster material, were fantastic. Yeah, agree. Movie looked great. The soundtrack was really good. It's it, better it sounded than Infinity Wars. Yeah. Um, Anyway, but well, and then I, I, I just don't shots. think I just don't think the movie will have a lasting impact in anything, uh, so it loses points for that. I don't think we're going to be talking about Ant Man Wasp when we're in ten years when we're thinking about the Marvel Cinematic Agreed. Universe and, as it was. Um, I just don't think it's going to be high on the list. I feel like the test of that is: Would you see the movie again? Uh, I <laughs> would. No, I wouldn't. I would see it at home again. Because okay. it's fun. Okay. Yeah. It's, it's a good time. Yeah. But you would would you go to the theater to no. see it again? No. I, that's what it is. No. I, I don't yeah. think I would watch it. But I would recommend other people be like, Until for a, a fun night. night. Yeah. yeah, but I think it says something if you're willing to go back to the theater to see a movie. Right. You know no, I, I, I totally agree. I did love the closing credit sequence with the miniatures. The little oh, yeah. Oh, that, that was great. Really, that, was, that was great. One of the best ones they've done. That reminded me of the opening sequence of uh, Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah. <laughs> and they do all the taxidermy things. And I love that opening sequence for Dinner for Schmucks. Yeah. And it reminded me of that, which was a good thing. Um, <laughs> and my, my father is big into uh, model railroads and stuff, so he has all this stuff, so it sort of reminded me of that. It was a nice trains again. Yes, exactly. <laughs> okay, so um, the average we come up with is 6.875. Well, let's just round that off to 6.88. That's, um, that's, <laughs> that's a fair For the movie, which is, I think it's a fair assessment. I think it's worth seeing in the movie theater, um, but don't feel you need to run out to see it. Um, right. Definitely check it out. You don't have to rush, Walk, but right. you run. will enjoy it. If you're looking for something to enjoy over the weekend, check it out. Yeah, man. Very nice. All right. So we're going to take another break, and when we come back, Classics Revisited, we go back to the swamp thing. Hey, folks, thank you so much for listening to Peppercorn's Movie Shack. I am Timothy Gillespie, and uh, we just want to let you know that if you'd like to comment or jump in and join in our conversation about any of the films we've discussed in tonight's podcast or any of the other podcasts, you can find us uh, online on our website, peppercornsmovieshack.com, or you can also find us at Peppercorn's Movie Shack on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Feel free to go on there and share your thoughts, like, comment, share with a friend, listen to new episodes. Um, You can find it all there online. We are there, and we want to talk to you. Enjoy the movies. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Ladies and gentlemen, we are going down south. Oh, yeah. How far? To the bayou. Everybody hop on your fan boat. <laughs> We're about to jump into that swamp. You right. Oh, yeah. You know how murky, murky swamp. It's sticky. It's Get your deed on. Get your deed on. Welcome back to Peppercorn's Movie Shack for one of my favorite segments, Classic Revisited. We have a double feature for you tonight. Double um, feature. That's right. We have Swamp Thing, 
a Wes Craven classic, followed by the return of Swamp Thing, a huge pile of shit. <laughs> yes. Oh, man. Says uh, you. Says Ooh. me. You Absolutely hate, right. You hate everything. Um, I can guarantee an eight will probably not be coming to this film. Uh, not for me. Anyway, so... Let's start. With, let's Get start the segment. Oh, fuck it all. Uh, Let me start with my first opinions on Swamp Thing, and we'll take it from there. You're gonna do um, it both back to back, or are you just gonna? I'm gonna just do the first one, okay, then we'll, we'll do around. a little round, and then we'll go to the second one. Okay, and then I will vomit on my shoes. Wow. All right, thank you, Joe. Um, the Swamp Thing, directed by Wes Craven. This is. Um, I always forget that he directed it. Yeah, I have not seen this movie in a long time <laughs> since I was a kid. I used to watch it pretty regularly when I was a kid. Um, in between Barbarella. Uh, <laughs> I, I wonder why. It's a palate cleanser. Yeah, no. yeah. All of a sudden, you make so See, much sense to me. if you were growing up in the early 80s, your dad didn't think, like, maybe I shouldn't let him watch that R-rated yeah. movie. <laughs> Bullshit. I grew up in the 90s. Same shit. <laughs> no, but, like, watching, like, Police Academy when Lassard's getting a blowjob. Oh, oh yeah. I God. am, like, I am way, well, too young to watch this They did not cut And laughing I, with my dad on that joke together as a family. They did yes. not cut that for cable TV. <laughs> no. Not at all. But, yeah, we didn't... I feel First like of all, it took me until I was, like, 13 to get it. Yeah. Remember the blowjob joke in Ghostbusters? Who got that right away? <laughs> uh, I... They call that ghost head, baby. I might have gotten that based on the mo- track of movies I had seen up to that point. That's fair. I'm like, clearly that guy's getting blown. <laughs> Don't you agree? Sith Agnatius. Were you eight when you saw that? <laughs> yes. <laughs> anyway. Tim so I'm fucked in the head. But anyway, Swamp Thing. Uh, surprising. <laughs> this was a really quality B movie. Really this is. follows the, the tried and true standard origin story for a... Uh, for a comic book movie, um, I really enjoyed it. My biggest flaw with the movie is that the special the char- <laughs> the character <laughs> makeup on Swamp Thing and oh, on man. oh, it's a little werewolf, I guess. Oh, <laughs> I have so much to say about that. So bad, and the little monkey dude, uh, the little monkey dude. But other, than, I was like, up until that point, I'm just like, I'm all in. I thought the movie was really done well for basically the. $2,000 it was probably made for. <laughs> 500 bucks in free parking. And most I of that say. was for Adrian Barbeau. Was this a Corman film? Didn't he produce this? Uh, he it's not listed as a Corman film, but I feel I like... This it was released under his film. I, sure. Probably. Probably in some way. But uh, yes. Uh, good old um, Worth checking out, I think. <laughs> but Justin, why don't you tell us... Well, you thought of Swamp Thing. <laughs> By the way, Sean has just been shaking his fucking head. <laughs> like, <laughs> this whole time, yeah, it's, it's, it's like PTS for him. No. Like, he, How dare Swamp. Ant-Man, but like Swamp Thing. <laughs> so Swamp Thing. First off, Tim, I get why you might have really liked it. Adrian Barbeau, right? I oh, yeah, Adrian Barbeau. <laughs> it's all about... I have, I have something to say I about this. I see why Wes Craven married her. I, I get it. I, get I it. give it six points for takes alone. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> it yeah, I mean, it, it was a B movie to the max. Um, oh, yeah. I thought, personally, even back when I saw it as a kid, I thought it was extremely dated. I felt like, yes, it came oh, out no, in 82. Oh, yeah. It was dated when it came it, out. Yeah, it came out in 82, but I felt like it was really from 72. I'm like, oh, Wes Craven is still on his last house on the left kick. Let's uh, let's just infuse some swamp into this. But <laughs> I thought it was, mi- I think it was intentionally done that way. Gotcha. Like, it was... 
like it, it, it's meant to feel gritty and stuff like this. Also, the copy I saw it on was standard definition. Um, <laughs> I, which I, I just watched cut. the remaster. I watched the director's cut with titties in it. Oh, oh. yeah, that's the one I had. Okay, yeah, well, the year one. Um, maybe if I saw it in HD, I might. Say. Was that? Um, but yeah, no, I, that's the, gratuitous. The first thirty minutes, I'm like. I'm all in with this movie, like you know the the plotting was good, the plot was good, the soundtrack for what it was back then was pretty yeah, good. That o- that old like three key synth going on. <laughs> same, guy well, scored, just, same guy who scored Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, it's, it's the same guy. guy. Yeah, he used a lot of the same notes. Actually, at one point, yeah. I was like, "This sounds very familiar." It's like who's coming out of the swamp? Somebody's gonna get their swamp thing. Here's the swamp interesting. Thing gonna chop their Sorry, fucking head off. Well, no, you're good. One of the interesting things about it, it it's a Wes Craven film. Wes Craven, of course. We all know is one most of the masters of horror. Yeah, masters of horror, and it's a horror comic. The Swamp Thing comic is a horror comic, oh, yeah. and he leans completely away from the horror aspects and really goes in, in sort of an action, yeah, in, in the an action, actiony yeah. direction with yeah. it. Like everything takes place during the day. Yeah, you know, yeah. literally, you're, you're seeing this yeah. creature that would fit better kind of in the night or evening, just right. broad daylight messing people up. Right. Rising from the swamp, but um, I I did like the story. Thirty minutes in, I'm like, this is great. Then once we got more into the Louis Jordan's uh, arcane, oh boy. I'm oh. like, man, how oh. much Nietzsche can you quote before I just get, you know, um, that was annoying. He was the actual inspiration for the character of Yellow Jacket in Ant Man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he was Damn you, Tim. He is the quintessential mustache twirling villain. Oh, but yeah, once once we got to the gas station and, you know, the kid at the gas oh, station. Oh, that kid. I thought that I was annoying. You were fantastic in that show. Jude. That's one of my notes. I tried to be. Jude rules. Jude. It's just one of my notes. Jude rules to Joe. To me, I'm like, oh, this is the beginning of the end. And then we get Swamp Thing 2, which we'll go into later. But no, overall, I thought this was fun. I thought it was more action-based. It was campy intentional, but it was just a fun campy uh special effects went down the fucking drain where we had stuffed <laughs> werewolf fighting swamp thing and let's not forget that's ray wise as uh you know yes it is that's not ray wise in the swamp thing outfit though <laughs> no well no not. i know that Dick but Durock. i'm just saying no, you know we've had three episodes yeah, we've done three time. classics revisited we've done two movies with ray wise in them we have yeah. i'm just saying yeah robocop right yeah. Yeah. yeah yeah and robocop. ray ray wise i mean he was such a charming guy in you know the first 20 minutes of swamp thing before he became even when he became well, swamp you, thing you know, he's, well, he's not uh, yeah he's not actually yeah he's ray not wise. actually no okay <laughs> i'm sorry <laughs> joe but yeah no no is that your thoughts uh cinematography wise it was pretty decent for his time and again the direction was there you saw the footprint towards uh what west craven would be leaning towards later on with nightmare on elm street and everything else mm-hmm. uh for the next decade uh, but yes, uh, overall, I thought it was pretty decent. And I'm not giving a score on this yet, right? Or, no. Okay. No, we're going to do that at the end. Uh, Joe, Swamp Thing. Yeah. Uh, first of all, this is going to go under my uh, one of was. the great movies that I would come on WPIX all the time. <laughs> yes. It always goes back we got to start a whole thing about <laughs> WPIX <laughs> movies. <laughs> Both of these movies actually are on there. I'll mention that again later. But um, I have not. I had not seen this movie in a while, and this was one of those films I watched. All, I was a love Swamp Thing as a kid. I had all the toys and all that love. Uh, I was a comic book kid, and I just thought Swamp this big swamp creature monster. It was awesome. Um, so watching this movie was a real treat for me. One of the first things I noticed from it is I actually really liked the way this movie shot. 
Yeah. It's not perfect, but you see those long spit. Like you see Craven, kind of like what would eventually like a lot of stuff that he used in Nightmare on Elm Street, like the long panning shots and uh, yeah. the the way that he shoots Alec Holland on fire is eerily similar to a lot of the stuff he did in Nightmare on Elm Street when Freddy's burning. It's great right. panoramic that, shots. Yeah, you see him like, and he's got Just that open. staple. He used the opening. The, I actually really like the opening of the film where he's got that long panning shot through the swamp with that sort of subtle music. It sort of sets the tone for the movie. Yep. I know it's not like brilliant cinematography, but you see what will eventually become the Wes Craven style down the line. So I like the way it's shot. Oh, my God. <laughs> How do we underplay David Hess as the villain in this fucking movie? Seriously? The man has oh, a yeah. cobra in his pocket. <laughs> this movie, he literally reaches and he's got a cobra. Like, that's in his pocket the whole time. He's going through the swamp, and he's just like, this is what I always carry on me. And then he never does it again, which is a wasted opportunity in my book. Why isn't he throwing <laughs> cobras at people the whole time? Why isn't he? There's a whole boat chase. Why couldn't he just be throwing snakes on people? I would have fucking loved that. Just a giant duffel bag. Just be like, ha <laughs> Exactly. Oh my God! You um, foiled my one cobra. Can oh you my foil God! Dozens. And it's funny. The girl you mentioned, Adrian Barbo, uh, Bar- Barbo, is that Barbo. Yes. Um She. Pl- I'm sorry. She plays a character that's a man in the comic, which is Alec Holland's best friend's Cable. It's it's so funny, and I'm not like shitting on it. It's just so interesting because she's clearly the love interest in this movie, and I'm like, that's a hell of a. I would love to see that adaptation in, in a modern I read, Marvel. I, movie. I read a couple of reviews that point towards the damsel in distress, and she is the. What are you talking about? My notice: she's the world's greatest commando. She takes out like a battalion. Yeah, she, she, she was fucking like, people yeah. up left to right. Thirty minutes, like she's literally. She the, definitely has a Ripley quality about her. Yeah, and yeah. Definitely she, a. Yeah. Um, I would say she dares the line. Yeah, she's got like an edge to her, which I kind of like. So you really, you kind of have a damsel in distress, but at the same time, she handles her shit. I wouldn't call her a damsel. No, man. So that's the way I wrote that down. And then, um, compared to the empty dress that's in the sequel, (laughs) (laughs) this movie has got the funniest bunch of commandos I have ever seen in my life. Commandos are actually pretty great. They are hilarious. They also put some ADR lines in that are are really oh my god. But the one guy that ends up taking the serum and turning into a midget because. That's his true self. Yeah. yeah. Um, he's, what's his, Bob or some shit is his name? Uh, Bruno. 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 That's what it is. Bruno. And then he becomes Bruno the monkey boy. But Bruno, at one point, you had this moment where he's like, no, don't take the locket. Leave it here. For what to find? Like, yeah, it's I was oh, like, it was actually, almost it's, like it was a grave. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. what I thought he was saying. I'm like, is but this But I thought they were going to make him like a, like a, like a commando with a heart of gold or something like that, which never really developed. Like he. The funny thing is, though, he's not. Like, I watch he, his, he also shows them how to get out in the it's end. It's true. So you're, I'm kind of right then. Yeah, he's actually so he's, a good guy. And I, like Swamp Thing's greatest far. power is just throwing people in the water. That's, <laughs> a, that's another thing I wrote. Literally. Um, <laughs> That's the uh, how disgusting oh, the, the burn scene when he lights on fire is fucking awesome. Oh, Talk about a dynamically great. shot scene. Like, I know I'm getting a little technical on it, but, like, it's fucking, like, when it happens, you're like, holy shit! Like, it's a long burn, and this dude is fully on fire. And like, he is running out yeah. the lab oh, from my downstairs, God. upstairs, jumping out into the... I didn't look up any facts, but I wonder how long that burn was, how many different shots they did of it, because that was that man was engulfed. That was a cool 36 segment. hours. 36 <laughs> hours he burns, and he holds the record. Uh, he was going for the Harvey Dent. Um, <laughs> I'd say David has is a great villain. Uh, I like the reveal for Swamp Thing in this because they didn't show him all right away. I thought it was actually pretty cool. When you first see him, it's sort of in quick takes and you don't really see him the full time so it's sort of like that sort of alien mentality where when you finally see it, the ending effect is a little more 
great, but they, you don't really see him in full uh, for about ten minutes after he's actually finally like sort of revealed. Like he kind of just like quick takes behind branches when he fucks up the car and everything like that. It's kind, of, I, it's cool. It kind of hides him a little bit. It's also cool how they showed glimpses of him, like I guess coping with it, the beast within at yeah. first, when he's just like, Aah! oh, and he's just like, how do I pour? I can't pour. I can't pour. <laughs> it's like I break speakers. Um, anyway, all right, I'm gonna cut you off, Joe. No, I've got so many good things. Great. Uh, the we'll arcade is the greatest Shakespeare villain Sean, of all time. Moving tell on. us what you thought of this first. <laughs> okay, I too watched this movie a ton when I was a kid. I was obsessed with it for a little while. Yeah. And what happened? Remember did you die so inside? fondly. Just kidding. And then watching it during the week, I was like, "What? <laughs> <laughs> what was I even thinking?" Um, yeah, I, I, I was. I was just watching it sitting there, like, "What are they doing most of the time?" Because it felt like. They took everything. Like I was looking for the camp factor, but I felt like they were taking it so seriously. Like it was yeah. like a Shakespearean really? tragedy. I, I going don't on. get that from it. I feel like they it was knew like it Frankenstein's was monster mixed with Shakespeare. That's oh, what it was it felt definitely, like definitely so. was like that. But also, if you read the original, I'm not saying you're wrong. I'm just saying the original comic book is very much like this. Yeah, yeah. like I sort of appreciated that they didn't. And this is pre Alan Moore. This is pre Alan Moore, which is true. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's a whole different. I just happen to like when they take. This shit serious sometimes. Yeah, I, I agree. Like, I, I think agree. Like, you know, I like, like there's that overly yeah. serious. Yeah, which yeah. I don't think they did that. But I, yeah, I like the right take balance. of it, but I think it didn't work for me because like the actor or stuntman playing Swamp Thing, <laughs> Dick Dick Durock, yep. yeah. is not an actor. Yeah, well, he wasn't at that point. I'm not saying I didn't feel like he could walls. carry that. Like, let's I take agree, this yeah. seriously. And like to me, like. It was supposed to be an action movie slash like horror movie, and like the action was like dreadful. I thought. Oh God, fuck like, you! Like every scene was him. <laughs> I'm sorry. Throwing that someone out of a boat. I Learn that to was the entire other thing. People's opinions, Joseph. Fuck other people's opinions. It felt like watching. <laughs> Don't like it. It's like watching an episode of the A Team where BA was just throwing guys. But I love the A Team. Or the somewhere. all you're doing is yeah, that's the more awesome to me. Yeah. But it was just like he exactly. pop, He didn't even pop out of the water. He what basically came behind like. Like whatever was there, and like just threw a dude out of the out of the boat, I mean, and that was much, it. I mean, to be honest, how much money they could they have possible? What are you asking for? Fucking Shakespeare at this point? It's a movie does it called cost money? Thing. Does it cost money to do a fight scene? Yeah, I'll get into that shit with. How does it cost to do a fight scene? What's that? How does it cost money to do a fight scene? Because you got to pay people. But you have the actors. He's a stunt man. He could do his own stunts. Yeah, he's also in a fucking rubber suit that does not age well. With no, it does not age well at all. <laughs> you oh, see no, this? Like not even credit because when he's just like standing still, there's a couple silhouette shots where I'm like, that fucking looks like Swamp Thing. But when he starts moving, oh, and he's just oh, like, oh, and, you, and you can terrible. see where it's, he, it's buckling. And, yeah. Well, well, you see him from behind, like grabbing. You don't someone, see a zipper. Like, I'll give him you that. Like, but you oh, see a trash bag. It's like the close-ups of his hand. I'm like, that is a glove. Like you got to respect the dedication to that because it was hot. As fuck while they were filming oh, that. Dave made several. Uh, one of the so notes was I've heard the swap is warm. Yeah. I think also it might have been just like nostalgia of like I love this so much and then like oh what happened here but it feels like so. the perfect B movie I'm gonna fight you on this I'm sorry it really I, does it, 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 I think it plays into that B movie aspect a little bit I think the second one leans much more heavier into that oh we'll get we'll it. get yeah, to yeah, that in a that. moment but That's, like but you don't get that the from scene it at that, all the, no. I mean, I know when it's trying to be a B movie. But I don't feel like it's trying. I feel like it just is. All right. Confucius says. Yes. (laughs) All right, Justin, give us a score for Swamp Thing. Swamp Thing. Looking at it now without the nostalgia, I would honestly have to give it a five. Um, it did not. It didn't hold up well. Oh, you have a higher rating? Um, The sound, the the music itself, so-so. 
Uh, yeah, it's great to look at Adrian Barbeau, but <laughs> she's really attractive in this. <laughs> she's very attractive in everything, but um, you, you know, That's I craven. I respect the relationship between her and Swamp Thing, and I truly did love uh, Louis Jordan's uh, Arcane. But oh overall, it's just the the film was a little. It, it already existed. It's dated. I want to remake it, this. <laughs> I want to remake this movie with Joe, Tim as Arcane. Hold on, Joe. Hold on. It, it already existed. Is uh, a little dated for for my taste, and just again, you chose to have Swamp Thing all during the day time special effects were terrible <laughs> all during the day fight choreography was just we couldn't off. afford lights um <laughs> wait the dialogue just got worse as it uh, progressed oh yeah the first 30 minutes would be worth an eight alone but the overall film for me is at a five worth an eight for the first 30 minutes sorry for what it was i would have given it but it's yeah i'm giving a it a five origin I'm story man five. joe I'm joe it a five. what is yours um if you're a fan of the genre of b-movies in, like like a serious fan, like rating it as that kind of movie. In all honest opinion, I'll, I'll give it an eight if you're a fan of the genre, because it is schlocky, is everything you want it to be. It's ridiculous, bad dialogue. It, it is a case of at moments where it's so bad it's good for me. And I believe if you're a fan of that kind of genre, as a regular movie, um, I'm gonna go with a five. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. As a regular, you only movie. get one rating. You only get one. Are you, are you going an eight or a five? You can average it out. I'm going to give if it an eight. Give it, give it the five because I'm rating it as an overall film. As okay. a fan of the genre, I give it an eight. <sighs> if you like B movies, so, so it's a five as an overall film. Yeah. But okay. listen to my rating if you're a fan of the genre. <laughs> Sean, uh, I'm going to probably go with a three point five. Woo. <laughs> You're a bastard. <laughs> no, I think it's a big factor of like loving it so much as a kid, then watching it now and not really appreciating like, oh, it's a schlocky B movie. I was looking for like, as a kid, I was like, this is the best movie in the world. Now watching now, I'm like, sure, I feel that way about Peter Pan now. I'm just fucking nah. kidding. <laughs> um, and like the epitome of like, this was. I was like, what? What am I watching right now? When, <laughs> the scene where he's locked up in the prison with his arm chopped off, and he's reaching for the light, and he gets that up, was a little dumb. I'll like, give you that. Reaching, and he's like, oh. like it was just like he's just like the just suit, little baby swab like, arm. I actually think that's I, his best piece of acting because he's like, this the suit won't let uh, me bend this way. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it was. I would have loved to see that movie, but have Ray Wise be the Swamp Thing the entire time. Yes, I yes. think you need a stuntman to play it though. Well, then gets cast. Ray Wise is like. Five seven <laughs> and stuff like well, that. Well, he turns into a monster. So well, that was like, the issue. Right. They, so yeah, they couldn't cut back. It and would forth. be like Bill yeah. Bixby spray painted green. <laughs> I would pay to see that though. Oh, <laughs> Congratulations. All right, I'm yeah. going to take over because yeah. you guys are going to go on forever. Uh, I'm actually going to buck my normal tradition. Oh god, and give this movie a six. What the fuck? Because <laughs> in context no! and everything else like that, I think the story is. Just on the same level with every other comic book origin movie that Fair. comes out in massive amounts these days. Uh, I thought for what it is, um, it does a lot of things right. Like I think the performances of like Ray Wise and Adrian Barbeau are, are decent. Yeah. Um, I like the old 70s feel to it and everything else like that. It's made in the 80s, though. <laughs> yeah, that's... But like Tim said, it's intentional. No, but, no, but it's yeah, intentional. That's why yeah. I back up the, um, whole, the genre, the fan of the genre. It's a nice transition. I, overall, I mean, it's campy and stuff like this. I think it's worth checking out. Agreed. Um, and stuff like this. There might be some nostalgia in my six, but I don't really care because <laughs> it's my choice. Um, so now let's turn on to a movie that is fucking awful. Oh, it's man. The Return of the Swamp Thing. Oh, I love this movie. Which... Five seconds in, I was just like, oh, it's a Joel Schumacher film. Um, <laughs> just in the terrible dialogue. The one thing I'll give this movie is that the creature effects are better. 
if that's saying awesome. anything. That's saying something about a movie. That means something. Yes. A genre like that. But the, the dialogue is oh. atrocious. There's one scene, just to set this <laughs> movie up, where Swamp Thing and Heather Locklear have fallen in love for obvious oh, yeah. reasons. Now, at first, I was like, how could she love him? But then I thought about it. It's like, he is literally, literally the only guy who has not tried to rape her. Within 10 seconds of meeting her. That's true. So, yeah. automatically, it makes him a catch. <laughs> uh, but he's guiding her through the swamp and says, This spot used to be a plantation where slaves work. And some people say you can still hear the pain of the slaves. And she she turns to him and says, I can't imagine anyone being unhappy here. Did you not hear the slave part, babe? Also, why would you live there? <laughs> what? You can hear the ghost whale at night. It puts me to sleep so soundly. <laughs> The wailing of pain because and racism. Because it's the swamp thing. But the, the, <laughs> the, the performances are ridiculous. The storyline is horrible. Oh, I love it. It's tough to watch. It's just garbage. Oh, I love garbage. It's, Hot garbage in my mouth. It's right up there with <laughs> Batman and Robin as oh, just it's better a than shit Batman show. and Robin. I kid you not. No, it is mm, I don't, not. I don't know about it's that. It's just, if this would Batman and Robin without the budget. Anyway, so yeah. It's shit. Don't see it. What do <laughs> you say, Justin? It. I gotta go with you on that. I mean, there's no... Heather Locklear is so beautiful. But there's just no saving the film with that. And yes, the <laughs> whole film, I mean, everyone's trying to rape her, which I was just like, alright, this is weird. And then whole we got those rape. two fucking kids. Oh, fuck. Kid! <laughs> oh, God. I, didn't even, I forgot about the kids. First of all, yeah, yes. is that redhead <laughs> kid played by a 35-year-old man? <laughs> That's exactly... It sounds like it. <laughs> I swear the guy runs there and is like, ah, I just got home from the quarry. I'll see if that black kid's got any porn for me to look at. You's gonna see. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> fucking terrible. Anyway. Yes, those, those fucking kids. It's, it's like, you know how Disney always has like a short before their film? That's what this was. This was like a short within the Swamp Thing film, except it was god awful. And it kept going back to it. And it kept going back to it, and his voice just got more grating and grating, and I, you know, they're fucking drinking Pepsi, I'm like, is this a Pepsi ad? Is this a Swamp Thing movie? What is going on here? I don't know. It was like the sidekick no one asked for. Uh, between that and, yes, the dialogue, I I had to, like, record some of the, the, uh... The dialogue because it's just really absurd. Are you play like, this and get no, I'm, I'm not gonna right play now. it. I'm just gonna say, you know, when <laughs> Heather Locklear is over here, like immortality, yuck. What did you do? Sell your soul to the devil? And then Arcane's like, more like a lease with an option to buy. <laughs> That's in the trailer. <laughs> That's in the that lines in the trailer. Oh, <laughs> it's more like just, a lease. We have to talk about that. It's so. just so bad. And you know, it's a miracle that they got Louis Jordan back in a film, but I don't know why after you, you saw what went down with the first film, there was really no need to have him back. Um the music was worse than the first film. It was Oh, <laughs> oh I disagree. <laughs> it's like cousin Cletus just playing that banjo oh, while Cletus those two kids argue banjo, about baby. swap thing. And just <laughs> Dick Durock doing all the like action movie one-liners too. Uh, oh, I yeah. am Swamp Thing. Yeah, and why Why did Swamp Thing have a swamp fade? That's what I felt like. It was like a swamp flat top or something. He Dude, that, that's, that's, say what you will. I'm sorry. I will not hear you speak ill about that costume. Like, that was a, they looked like fucking Swamp Thing. Eat it was, my dick. It was leaps and bounds better than the first one, um, and he moved a little bit better. But yeah, overall... In the first one, the costume always looked incomplete to me. Like, they didn't finish the head. I, I agree. Like, fuck it, we're filming today no matter what. Exactly. 
I mean, this this shit just looked like it was like shot in between takes of the first film, and it was scrap footage that they put together to make like the seven film. Seven years later, than I, I know, but it's just it. You would never know that because it, it it literally feels like this is like deleted stuff off the reel. Here you go. Um, yeah, overall, it just it's a terrible film. And I, my mom knows about the podcast and that we're doing it, and she said hi to all of you. But when I told her I had to hey, rewatch this, she's like, "You guys are gonna watch both." You poor souls. And I'm like, the first one's not that bad. She's like, I'm not talking about the first one. If you make it past five minutes of the second one, you're all poor souls. And I'm like, what? Yeah, it's, well, I'm it's glad terrible. Someone cares about our souls. Yeah, someone cares about them. But all right. trash. Trash. Don't watch it. Sean, what do you think? <laughs> okay, so the second it starts and the superhero theme of Swamp Thing kicks in. <laughs> now he has a theme. Of and course. he's a superhero now. I yeah. was like, whoa. And then I was like, Oh, so this is basically a monster movie. Yeah. That's really what it is. It's Swamp Thing Pretty fighting much. various monsters of different mutations. Yeah, the Unmen. The Unmen, they're called them? Yeah, it's from the comic. Oh, cool. Um, <laughs> no, but it's right. The, like, I, w- I will say the costume looks significantly better yes. than yeah. the first one, but, like, that's not really saying much because the first one looked like a trash bag, so. <laughs> I'm just very hurt. <laughs> Joe is just sitting very and then, sad. Like, I think I hate this movie partially because Joe likes it, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Let me just turn the I off. will say, I though, I'm not giving any rating shit. I did enjoy watching it more than the first one because the first one I was kind of like, eh. This was at least, at least I was just like the entire time, what the fuck? You're like, like a Rubik's Cube of an individual. I don't I know, know how yeah, to I, put all the colors in the it right spot. It doesn't make sense you. most of the time. Because I had so. such little time this week for movies, I ended up watching this at like Sunday night at midnight. Oh. <laughs> so that really didn't you help. off the next day? No. Why? <laughs> I was just like, is there a way to watch this movie faster? <laughs> this just put this like movie is like the ring. It's like... It's like the fucking ring. Like, people what? tell you, don't put in oh, the, VHS the VHS tape, don't watch this, and you go on to watch this film, and you feel all of the anger and regret that your friend had times ten because you now went through the same thing. It's true. It's Jesus. true. It's like staying in the credits to see that stupid fucking ant play the drums. Anyway. Uh, yes. I still hate you, Justin. Hey, it's all good. All right, Joe. I need everyone to I'm going to give you three minutes. Um, I have the floor. To be completely honest right now, there's no way I can talk about this but not going into very long detail. So, <laughs> um, I mean, you guys will think what you will about it, uh, and you're absolutely entitled to that. So, uh, yeah, I'll give you 30 seconds. Not even. That was like 10. That was All right. Like- Three minutes here. Um, once again, I don't know. I fucking like stupid shit. I don't know what I don't know what to tell. Like I, I can't get angry at a movie that like for the minute I watched it, I'm like, oh, this is a joke. Perfect. Like from the first like Ugh. minute of the film, I was like, oh, it's not taking itself seriously. Awesome. So I sat there. Uh, I was really high when I watched it. I'm not gonna. Oh <laughs> uh, well, well, there you go. You had you know. But I this was another one of those WPIX afternoon movies that I used to watch all the fucking time. Yes, I saw it a bunch of times when I was a kid. Yeah, yeah and yep. it's just on. Uh, is it a good movie? Nah. It's not particularly good. But it's particularly of just like, just the one aspect of like... You get the worst. Of like, in the end of the first Swamp Thing, Dr. Arcane drinks the formula, turns into Mole Monster with, a, with an armadillo back or some Grabs shit. Grabs a sword. Yeah, he fights him with a sword, which is something I wanted to talk about. What the fuck Why is that? pick up a sword? Just punch each other. You need a sword that you clearly bought in a flea market? But he turns into Muck. And he's back, and I'm the whole time I'm watching this movie, and I'm just like, 
wait a minute. We've been wa- I've been watching the movie for 45 minutes. How did your main villain get back? And it's like a 30 second moment where they're like, uh, we, we found, found him in the woods. We, we found, found him. We were able to we reverse the process. Him and, yes. him and I'm like, what the fuck's going on right now? Okay, I'm in. And then Swamp Thing comes out and just punches the shit out of things and calls upon the power of lightning. Oh, it's awesome. Fights a leech monster right he in the beginning. He becomes Thor all of a sudden. He becomes yeah. Thor. But the best part about this movie to me is the ending because there's no real ending to this movie there's no climax he goes in and he just wrecks this fucking this fucking lab man he wrecks this lab and then the guy comes back with a chainsaw after the dude that got <laughs> injected in the neck with a fucking transmutogen serum comes out with a big fucking head and there's no fight because Swamp Thing just punches the shit out of this guy for what seems like five minutes Five minutes, and then everything collapses, and Dr. Arcane is, like, stuck under a verter, like a steel verter, and he just goes, and it's like, goodbye. And then he closes his eyes, yeah, and he's, he's like, yeah, goodbye, goodbye, my greatest enemy. And, 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 then, and then there's, like, a, a the transmogrifier explodes, and they leave, and then the awesome Swamp Thing theme plays. I really love the opening of this So film. what Joe is saying is, I guess we have to watch this high, because not watching even, it sober... No, not <laughs> even, because I just think the movie doesn't take itself seriously, and I just watched it for what it was, like a schlocky movie. Would you That's be exactly surprised if I told you the director ended his career directing nothing but porn? Did he? It yes. makes sense. What did he direct? Maybe I've watched it. I don't know titles. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I mean, we almost entered that swamp you porn know territory. I don't know the titles, but I have the full DVD yeah. set right here. But I think, it's in I my think the movie is just sort of, it, it, it doesn't take itself seriously. And to be completely honest, that opening sequence with all the comic book things, I fucking love it. When he came out I with that like theme, the, I was kind of so like, awesome. Oh. Come on. It's, really, it's like what you want to see. But like, yeah, it's a stupid fucking movie. But I enjoy it because it is so dumb. I think this is a case for me that it's so bad it's good. And that can happen. That yeah. can happen from oh, yeah, time totally. to time. Yeah, I also watched the Swamp Thing series, and I'm going to give my full review of that right now. <laughs> I went deep on Swamp Thing. All right, Justin, give us a number. I'm going for two. Ooh. Two. Sean? Uh, I'll go 3.5 again, same as the first one. Joe? I'll give a solid 4.5. <laughs> uh, I got to agree with Justin and just give it a two. Um, the end of the genre, you'll like it. Yes, yeah, so see Swamp Thing as Nostalgia. Uh, that's not English. Try it again. And, uh, <laughs> anyway, see the first Swamp Thing. It's worth checking out. Definitely worth checking out. You won't out. see it in theaters, so it's a home. Well, real quick, and they're doing a live action series now, too, aren't they? Yes, they are. Uh, the, the new DC streaming service, yeah. streaming service is going oh. to be doing a live so, action Swamp Thing series. Yeah, funny Swamp Thing Obscure Character has like fucking two films and a series under its belt. A couple se- and then Isn't an animated funny? series? Well, yeah, an animated series. I don't yeah. think it's. I mean, it's, it's cool, not the most well-known. He's, he's, he's making a comeback because DC animated films have been using him last year for yeah. two films. Well, he's he in was Injustice in a bunch of stuff. He was, yeah, he was a play, but like, yeah. at the, I'm talking for the time. Come on, oh, who yeah. the fuck knew who Swamp Thing was? Unless yeah, you really knew comics. 82? Yeah, yeah. Unless you really yeah. knew comics. Well, didn't they also Marvel make a Man Thing movie? Yes. Yeah, it was only on sci-fi. I, saw, I watched that. It was bad. I've never actually seen that. Man Thing's not good. I don't like Man Thing. The character, it's just a rip-off of Swamp Thing. It's exactly what it is, and it's not nearly as cool. Sorry, fuck you, Marvel. <laughs> All right, well, that took a normal Joe turn. So anyway, <laughs> yeah. well, that is our review in Classics Revisited, and I believe that is our show tonight. Thank you so much, Sean Fitzgerald, for being our guest. We Thanks enjoyed having by, you. Bud. Thank you so much for having, having us, back guys. On this was awesome. It was yeah. a great time. Thanks for joining, Sean. You must, you must promise to come back one day. I will if you have All me right, back. Cool. Yeah. Absolutely. Alfred, you once did, did a fantastic job that I will not pay you for. We spoke a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. A little bit. Oh, great <laughs> outro. What are we going to do? Uh, ending speeches, everyone, now. Joe, Justin, I don't know how to say this, but you're the most beautiful men I've ever known. Don't say that, coach. 
I'm gonna put you in the showers, Coach. Uh, <laughs> this is Tim Gillespie in Touched. <laughs> Tim Gillespie in Sandusky the film. All right. Oh. Good night, everybody. Good night, everyone. Thanks for listening. What a horrible note to go out on. Have a great night, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>